thing. Let's jump right into this here. It is Tuesday. My apologies for not being here yesterday, Monday, free for all Monday. Um, I was actually still in the Alabamas yesterday. Um, so my, my bad on that one. And uh, we'll make it up to you. I'll try to get Babyface on sometime this week. I'm not so sure about Walter. I know he's out running around doing stuff. However, that being said, okay, first thing you need to do, make sure you actually go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list there. Look around. If you're wondering why we're on Utreon, that's so I can hold guns. Okay, this has a little bit of length on it, but... There you go. We can hold guns. We can, you know, we're not going to get shut down for that. So if you want to watch us live, go to Utreon. That is the place. If you're watching us on YouTube, this is like a rebroadcast on YouTube. So that's just how it goes. So, we'll, you know, that goes up there a little bit later. Of course, I get the audio up as soon as I possibly can. All right. That said, let's get Katie in here. I'm not. Okay. There you go. I think we got him in here. And let me get this kicked off, Katie. Hold on. Let's see. I'm supposed to have a button here that I could... Mm, boom. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation. Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, let's go. We live. We're doing this. All right, let's get those jazz hands going. Come on, get the jazz hands going. There you go, KD, punching it out. Look, this is awesome. Look at this behind me for a second. I'm going to show KD. This stupid time change thing, you can actually see what I call the cottage here. So this is not my house. This is a little cottage mm. attached to the house. But uh, I like this. I like this time change. You can see that. There goes KD. What's up? What's up? It looks up? like in his office and some very nice mm -hmm. guns on the wall. So Katie's gonna have better guns than me tonight. I just, I promise you guys that. All I literally have right now is this little itty bitty, uh, you know, Walther PPS M2. This is what I got. Because, dude, this has been a crazy couple of days for me. Um, Lola and I got back here like late last night, but this whole day, I spent this whole day running because a big tree fell down in my fence out there. So we had to go fix that. And then I installed this big, um, uh, a big antenna here on the house for ham radio. So I've been working on that all day, getting that up. Mm. So it's been a little crazy. What's up with you, man? How's how's uh, your week been going? Uh, it's been cool, man. I've um, you know been in hiatus for the last thirty-four to thirty-five days, something like that. Uh, just kind of working on myself. This week has been just a continuum of that process, but. Um, yeah, you know, I'll be working back out uh, late this week anyway, so the podcast is a cool way to do it and kind of just focusing on Katie and focusing on family and focusing on mental and physical health. You know, um, you know, I even like looking at myself on cameras better. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> well, you get working you're getting on sexy, sexy skinny. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I had to. I got. I had. I, I kept saying it, man. Like I got to get back to me and get back to focusing and uh, just getting back to pouring into yourself. You spend so, so much of what we do is, uh, and I don't know if people realize it, but it's really giving of yourself. It might seem mm -hmm. like you're just on camera talking or you're just shooting guns or 
you get to do all the cool stuff. But it's uh, no matter which focal point you have in this freedom fight, uh, you give a lot of yourself. If you even do a, a halfway job, you you really give up a lot of yourself. And uh, sometimes when we give of our give of ourselves, we forget to pour into ourselves. It's like mm-hmm. having a you know a, a balance in your bank account, and you constantly withdraw, but you never deposit. Yeah. Eventually, you deplete it. So uh, I true. just decided to start depositing to myself. Amen. That's that's a good one. By the way, it's episode eight hundred and eighty-three. We're calling it "Slap Heard Around the World" with Kevin Dixie of NOC. Uh, Got to get that out there officially. Let everyone know what episode number this it's is. It's kind of funny too that I'm actually wearing my Harry. I know. Outfit. I know. I, was this deliberate? Here, show everyone this. <laughs> show yeah, us I didn't this. even know that Come was on. the name of the Harriet show. would have Harriet smacked the shit out of you, basically. <laughs> That's what that says. Oh man. I don't know. So we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get all up into that here in a second. I'm kind of glad it's just me and Katie because I don't know. It might get a little <laughs> might get a little hoodlicious around here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. So, some people, um, I don't know, I don't know, I know. I've got opinions on this that are pretty strong, but I don't know if the if the hood is coming out of me on this one yet or not. Uh, mm-hmm. Cruise man says, uh, what does he say? He says we hear you, Hank. Unfortunately, from Cruise man, and he says sorry, I could not get to Huntsville to see you guys. That's cool. It was fun. We had a good time. We had a good time in Huntsville. And let me just let everyone know, if you're watching us live on Utreon, a couple things. Smash the arrow up under the uh, the title. So hit that. And then also, if you scroll down in the video, you'll see that Kevin Dixie, the real NOC, is there as a collaborator. Please go to the real NOC here on Utreon and uh, you know follow his channel. You can subscribe to him, all that kind of good stuff here. But if anyone gives us any money in this, I'm splitting it 50-50 with NOC because I need to do that more um, with with my friends that are coming on here that have channels and stuff like that so uh, we're gonna try to work on that feature and help get the Utreon dudes they get a little bit of it but they're pretty good they're they're a lot better I think than uh, YouTube with the split and I think it's nice that you know like if we come on each other's stuff you know we could we oh. could share or whatever yeah or well okay yeah <laughs> yeah pause <laughs> Pause. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, everyone doesn't know what pause means, so we have to explain that. I was hanging out with a bunch of dudes in in Huntsville, and uh, we were looking at some kind of video, and the guy said pause, and they were like, "What?" I was like, "Do you guys even know what that means?" So, mm. it means yeah. Pause means if there was a double entendre that just came up, we don't mean it. You know, we don't mean that double entendre, right? Right. Yeah. There pause. you go. That's Take the nice. Yeah. That's the nice way <laughs> of explaining it. And Lola says, "KD looks like you've lost weight. What are you doing? How much have you lost?" Good question. Uh, well, since um, mid December, uh, which was a slow grind for me, or, or earlier December rather, um, I have been, you know, really watching what I intake. You know, watching. Um, and I've done this before, but really watching the uh, the carb intake, the sugar intake, understanding the difference between the two. Uh, starchy foods, uh, your overall caloric intake, uh, you know, being as active as you can for the current state that you're actually in without uh, hurting yourself. Um, water, obviously, uh, really getting a lot of water in, uh, getting the vitamins right, just kind of conditioning the body for what I wanted to do this summer, which is work really, really hard to really get the drastic weight loss. Uh, but doing that uh, and being being active, I've dropped, I think it's right at um, 26 and a half pounds um, since uh, December. So, it's kind of where I'm at. 
um, and looking to overall, I got another, I think I got another 40 to lose before I'm at my ideal kind of weight where I really like to be. And then from there, it'll be management, uh, muscle building and uh, just weight management. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. I, I'm just trying to check here and see if we got any other comments coming in. You know, we always we always want to do that stuff. One of the things Lola and I are doing, and this, you know, this is not just like one size fits all or one thing alone is going to do it. You know, you got to eat right, make sure you get that, uh, be active more, and then also still you got to exercise. So even if you're more active, I don't think it's obviously not en enough. So all of those kinds of things, I mean, I think we're always lacking in. I'm supposed to be doing therapy on my shoulder because my shoulder is frozen. And I got like a shot in there and I'm supposed to be doing therapy. I'm not even getting that in. But Lola and I are trying to like not eat anything after 7 p.m. That's our thing that we've been doing. So that's, that's actually a really, really good, uh, good, good practice, man. Uh, mm -hmm. And every that that pantry and every fridge will be calling you for that little <laughs> quick snack about 830, 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah. 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 You got to get yeah. used to resisting it. We drink stuff like I'll drink stuff. So, like, my last meal, like, actually eating stuff is right before I do the show. Which, today, I missed all of that. I think the last time I ate today was around, uh, I'm going to say, like, 3 o'clock. But it's all good. I'll just have liquids, you know, and and go off of the, you know, tactical fat over here, KD. You know, tactical. Hey, yeah, tactical. ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing, look, brother, ain't nothing wrong with some... Uh... <laughs> With some tactical fat, I'm not. I'm not gonna ever knock it or or, or say yeah. that it doesn't have its place. Mm -hmm. I just know, and it's not a, a, mm -hmm. a old man getting old to me. It's just <laughs> uh, I am a I'm a naturally active person. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know what I do as far as uh, just a small component of what I do is running around teaching people how to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, people got to be able to look at me and take me serious too, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you know I want to be active. I want to be able to continue to run around and things like that. And I wasn't to the point where I couldn't do it. I was just to the point where I was like, ooh, you're starting to look like you did about 15 mm -hmm. years ago or, you know, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. We don't want to go back there. So let's uh, let's let's turn this ship around and just get some of the stuff off, because I ultimately mm -hmm. I want to be able to, um, you know, continue to perform uh, with the wife in private. You know, I want to continue to be able to do <laughs> Handle that. Handle your business. To to, hey, man, hey, you got to be able to keep the woman happy. Right. Uh, I want to be able to, handle. you know, still run around, enjoy my kids. Like, you know, uh, mm -hmm. obviously my son's older now, but I still got this little uh, munchkin over here who's just turning yeah. 10, plenty, plenty energetic. Uh, so, you know, I want to be able to hang out. With don't them. complain, man. You don't want her to grow up too fast, man. Oh, you know. I ain't complaining. Yeah, all. no, we don't want the the cuteness growing up too fast, and you know, uh, it's a it's a better thing. It's a better it's a better fit like this. Shelly Fungus says, "KD, the future skinny Burl King." <laughs> I'll take it. I, I don't. I will never be skinny though. I'm I'm naturally not a skinny dude. That's not yeah. who I'm meant to be or who I'm yeah. built to be. But I mean. You look know, funny, I'll man. It's like Luther Vandross. Remember, like when Luther Vandross got skinny, and and unfortunately, I think like Luther Vandross was not very healthy at the time right. in terms of I think, you know, there's a bunch of rumors I don't want to get into because Luther Vandross was the man, but um, yeah, you know, I liked big Luther Vandross better because then you just got like a big head and a skinny body. Yeah, you know that yeah, doesn't. That's look what happened. Right. To Al, look at Al Sharpton. Yeah, uh, Al Roker. Though. Talking about another oh, yeah, owl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm not shy about uh, saying mm -hmm. saying uh, what I want to weigh. What my best weight in my life 
uh, for me and my frame and my the, the way that I move around was right around 245. Okay. That was like perfect for me. Okay. Uh, you know, 245 was really, really good for me. At one point in time, I got down to like 227 mm-hmm. and I looked sick. I like, I literally had people like seriously concerned about me. Like, are mm-hmm. you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, is it stress? Is it, what, what's wrong? Are you ill? Uh, right around the 245 mark is where I feel good. I look good. Um, and I'm blessed enough, man. I've had all kind of recent tests done. I don't have high cholesterol, high blood pressure. I don't die. I have nothing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's getting back down to that perfect work where my body can perform, where I like to be, where I'm active, where I feel fit, where my clothes look good on me, um, and just staying busy. Because there's no, I don't want to be one of those people that has, that's left another 30 years of work on earth just because I wanted to have, you know, a triple cheeseburger at, at, at one o'clock in the morning and not get up and at least go jogging the next day. So it's all yeah. about balance. There you go. I wish we lived closer, man. You know, we could be like uh, walking buddies or something like that, working out buddies. Lola wants to know. Uh, you, who, go ahead. What was that? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Lola says, "Who does the cooking at home, KD? Are you slash your family cooking differently?" Good question. I think. Um, yeah. So I don't. Um, I I am. A, I like to be in the kitchen. I like to cook. So for me, uh, I love trying new meals. I like dishes. I like cooking. I like the prep work. So mm-hmm. I enjoy that. But what mm-hmm. I don't do, and I encourage everybody not to do, like. My son, obviously, I'm on him a little bit heavier because he is a big dude. I mean, he's 6'3", his body mass is just big. So I have to make sure I keep him in line and keep him active. And so I, I monitor and control how much he can consume and how much he eats of what. But at the same time, he's, you know, he's he's 15. Can't tell that kid not to have a bacon cheeseburger. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. um, and yeah. my and, 10-year-old, I can't mm-hmm. tell her that she can't have chicken wings and a pizza mm-hmm. pizza. So, uh, and my wife is uh, damn sure not going for that. She's going to do what she want to do. So, I don't... Uh, <laughs> you don't, so want, you don't want your wife to be angry at you, man. That no. is not fun. <laughs> so, I don't push uh-huh. my ways upon them. I will cook separately from them mm-hmm. where they can enjoy. But then we got some allergies going on in the house, too, where certain people can't have certain mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So, that's not abnormal for us. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't push it upon them. But I do actually enjoy cooking. The only thing I will push upon my family, which my, my wife is pretty good about, too, is we will push more um, water intake. Like, we don't like our kids drinking uh, mm-hmm. tons and tons of nothing but sodas and sugary juices. We'll push water on them. But other than that, yeah. uh, with moderation, I just let them be kids. I don't push them down the groups. Right. Uh, Cruzman says, plus or minus 10 to 15 pounds. I've been the same weight for almost 20 years. Congratulations on that. Um, I'll, and I'll say this, too. I'll, I just want to get this in there. I, I don't like my chick skinny. I just got to say this. Mm, you know, I mean... Like and I and I understand. Like Lola's always complaining about her weight and stuff like that. I get it. First of all, you get old. I mean, that's what happens when you get old. I'm fifty. You know, uh, I turned fifty <laughs> not too long ago. So uh, Lola's not fifty yet. Uh, but no, I don't let my chick skinny. No, I, I don't. I don't. Hey, look. Yeah. I, look. I, and if here's a funny thing, man. When I met my wife, mm-hmm. when I say she was bony, bony. And it was funny because we looked like the letter 10. I mean, the number 10. I was really, really big. And she's really, really little. And it was really weird. Um, uh, uh, but uh, God knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, we don't have to, uh, you know, pump you out a little bit, woman. Uh, so now, Well, you could always look at now. you could always look at her mom and see where she's going. A little bit. Depends on who she takes after. Lola takes more after her dad. But, her, but Lola's mom, like, she's nowhere near. Her mom got that big old booty. It's very hard to get a bigger booty than Lola's mom. I I just gotta say this, yeah. So fortunately, 
What is that? What are you doing here? What are you showing? <laughs> I'm just asking my baby girl to pour me some water. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna try to. My oh, goal that's your, is I'm gonna. That's drink, your assistant. I'm probably gonna drink at least eighty ounces of water while I'm on the show tonight. Oh, cool. All right. Awesome. Um, let's see what other things are going on here. Before we get, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, we're gonna get into things here. Um, couple of things. So here, let me see. I want to share some pictures with you guys. I did spend um, like the weekend at uh, Huntsville Giga Parts, which is in Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama, of course. Let me share some pictures with you guys right here, real quick. There you go. There's Lola in the van, and just outside of the store before the it was uh, Ham Radio Day over there. So we were hanging out doing that. Uh, Ham Radio is something that I'm getting all up into here. Um, you know, I think it's a good way, good way, uh, good alternate communication. Let's put it that way. I'm trying to see. So I had a, I had a radio, ham radio installed in my van. Boom, there it goes. That's my radio. Yeah, got that from, um, from Gigaparts. That is the Icom ID fifty one hundred A. That's uh, that's in my, that's in there now. So. Um, and then let's see what else I can show here. Oh, by the way, I was hanging out with my friend, um, Ham Radio 2.0. Let me share for a second his rig. By the way, Ham Radio 2.0 is a gun dude, by the way. Well, he's from Texas, so I don't think I've ever met Texans that aren't. This is how many radios in his. Mm. This is a radio tree that he has in, in his rig here. So there you go. For all the people who couldn't make it to that, I'm showing off some stuff. Um, and then let's see. Oh, I've got a picture of myself. So it's me and my friend Jason who works at Gigaparts, and then other Jason over here. That's Ham Radio 2.0 in that shot, and Lola. Uh, you know the shorties on the right, I guess, for you guys over there. So there you go. That's that real quick here. Uh, let me see what else I got in here. I got some other things I want to share with you guys, and and Kevin Dixie, if you want to see. The radio that I said that I put up on the house, the antenna, so this is the front of my house right here. So check that out. You see that thing going way up into the sky? Man. This white yeah. part, that is the antenna itself. That's 17 feet high. Just the antenna. Man. So this brown, this base is 20 feet. <laughs> so what is that? That's like 37 feet in the air. So... Yeah, my intention with that, Katie, you know, there's a bunch of different things. And I think you and I have had this discussion before, like, you know, are people really prepared? So there's a lot of stuff like the training that you do is stuff to prepare people. Um, and I know you've spent a lot of time saying there's other things like learning how to farm and, and do all of this kind of stuff. So the ham radio thing is something I got in as part of that preparations for communications, no matter what happens, whether we have emergencies or not. It's a cool backup uh, way of communicating in a way that, you know, honestly, you can use every day because once you put all this equipment in, it's free to use it after that. So, um, how much, so how much did that, uh, if you don't mind sharing, how much did the did that, even that antenna cost you? Oh, the antenna is a couple of hundred bucks, you oh, know. Right, so by the time you get everything for that antenna, uh, the antenna itself, the cables, and other stuff that you need to put it together, you probably... In the park somewhere, I would say between three and four hundred bucks. But that's a real—that's like a relatively high-end antenna. It's um, a Comet GP9 for anyone who's into that stuff. So it's a pretty good antenna. 
Um, so for a noob like me, you usually don't get into it. But the way that I look at all of this is I want to, because of the different stuff I'm already doing with vans and with guns and all that, I don't want to keep upgrading stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just want to have like the right equipment, you know, and not have to keep upgrading, especially the antenna. So that's what it costs. You know, the, I don't think, I think the, uh, ham hobby could be expensive, but not as expensive as guns. Let's put it that way. You know, gotcha. so, but very good. That antenna will actually allow me to communicate. Um, I can hit the repeater in Gainesville with that antenna, which is about 30 miles away. So I can hit that repeater. And if I could hit that repeater, I could, I could actually speak to people all up and down Florida mm. analog. So with digital, if you do digital ham radio stuff, you could talk to people all over the world. But with that antenna, I will really be able to speak to people up and down Florida. I could actually would actually be able to communicate with Babyface in Gainesville or even Lola when Lola's in Gainesville. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's the that's that's what the intention is here. Uh, someone says fifty one hundred, good choice. Forty two chill says that he said he's deep in ham. You can tell Hank uh, did it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, that's cold. That's cold right there. Uh, listen, I looked at a bunch of YouTube videos to do that, man. <laughs> I think I did it the right way. I think I did it the right way. So, um, and Shelly Fungus says, I had that antenna for CB a long time ago called a big stick. So, there you go. Um, and Shelly Fungus wants to know if it's two meter. Um, it's dual band. And I th uh, I'm not good enough in ham radio. I think so. I have to look at the pack it's the gp9 i'll look it up we're going to be right back here in a second i'll look it up walther arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years starting with the ppk today walther is based in the good old us of a and still builds quality firearms like the ppq and pdp for personal defense and competition so when you're in the market please consider walther arms we wouldn't be able to keep the who moved my freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like walther arms all right, let's see. We're back here. All right, did you have some questions about that, uh, Katie? We don't, you know, I don't know. No, You're probably not into this yet. Mm -hmm. No, it, it still it still fascinates me though, because um, mm -hmm. uh, the more and more people I meet that are into the ham radio communication stuff, it uh, it's pretty interesting. I like to know a little bit about everything. Um, so for for a noob, right? Because mm -hmm. um, you got to get a license to operate that thing, or to, to operate it, right? Yeah, you to need a do, license just to talk. Well, so to do, you don't have to have a license to listen to ham radio if you get ham radio stuff. Uh, but to talk on there, you do need to get, uh, you need to do a, a license and there's different levels. Lola and I have the technicians. It's really not that difficult. We studied for about two weeks before we took the test at Hamcation. And at Hamcation, the test was free. I think they're changing uh, the fees and stuff like that. But the test and everything was was waived at Hamcation. So we did a two-week crash course. We were looking at Ham Radio 2.0 and some other folks and going through all the stuff. And then we went there, we took the test, we passed it. Um, so you do have to do that in order. You do have to do that. But there's other, some other stuff that you can do. Um, I think there's a thing called GMRS, which is um, you, the same kind of thing, but on different bands. And if you want to use that, you just have to pay a fee, which I think right now is 70 bucks, but that's about to come down. 
and really when you um, when you pay that fee it's for the whole family so after you after you do that you can use the you ever saw those uh, radios I don't know if it's the same kind of stuff you guys use when you're training but it's GMRS but ham radio is really the top and the most powerful one so if you want to do the powerful stuff and really be able to reach out some ham radios can like in the under the right conditions you can communicate with the uh, International Space Station oh wow yeah so you know that's the that that's the thing about you know the whole ham radio thing and let me see here I think gigaparts is selling that uh, I want to show that that antenna I have gigaparts is selling it for two uh, two fourteen so there you go um, and then by the time you get all the other stuff that go along goes along with that I'm trying to pull up the stats on this but it's not trying to let me see I think I need to take my phone off of uh, put that on the thing here so there's different kinds CB no license right you can get and remember I'm not like an expert on this but CB you could just buy CB and do that but CB only really goes a couple miles and then I think there's also FMRS which is family something uh, radio service and that's also kind of low level then the GMRS goes up a little bit in what you can do and then really the top thing that you can do would be ham radio and there's different licenses that you can get so um, Shelly Fungus says the cable for that antenna is expensive and thick yes so and uh, I'm still oh here we go hold on so I'm just gonna show you this so here's the antenna right now let me see uh, yeah it's two mil two meter mil two meter excuse me and 70 centimeters there you go so and the way that I put that antenna up is I got those like Lowe's buckets and a bunch of concrete and buried that in the ground and then I got do you ever saw the chain link fence you know it has like a topper on the chain link fence mm -hmm. it has like a, a, a pole there so I got two of those and that's the mast so two of those put together and then the antenna itself is attached to that and so then we lifted up the whole thing and I climbed up the ladder and put you know put that put it all together so I didn't do any videos because you know I'm not really an expert at this so I don't, you know, don't want to put that out there yet but you know so there you go okay so um, I think we can get the uh, we can get the ham radio stuff out of the way if you guys want to know more about that definitely check out ham radio 2.0 he's got a lot of stuff on that so and I'll and I'm gonna have him on the show what's up I got my last little you know off the grid certification uh, I got my part 107 pilots license oh you did? Yeah, so you can fly. Yeah. Oh, nice. Congratulations. We fly drones and things like that. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Are you going to do, um, did you see, I saw the, the there's these drones they're using in, in, I think they're using it in Ukraine. These drones, these are like suicide drones, man. Yeah, there are. So those are FPV drones. Right. Um, <laughs> and the FPV drones, they're, they're really cool. They can do a lot of cool, fast stuff. Mm -hmm. And depending on which drones you get into, I've kind of gotten into drones a, a little, a little bit. Probably mm -hmm. sounds like as much as you got into damn radios. Mm -hmm. But some of those drones can actually carry a payload, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. If you balance it right, even some of the smallest, and not a ton, but you know, depending on how big you get it, some things can carry a payload. But the FPV drones are really fast and really dynamic, and they can do, you know, upwards of, uh, you know, 
90, I know I saw one that was like 90 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they could come down, zoop, do something to you, or capture whatever they want to capture, and mm-hmm. fly away. You you won't catch them. Yeah, yeah. The ones that come down and blow you up, it's like, damn. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Which not is... as crazy as it may seem. If you know about explosives, like mm-hmm. if you know that game, yeah, you yeah. can definitely rig a drone to do that. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know if you remember, but I invented it. Invented this thing called ass missiles. What? And ass, ass missiles, yeah, ass missiles. It's getting closer to reality. Ass missiles. So basically, I came up with the concept. I didn't really invent it, but you know, I've always said we should just have some missiles that people who are like really bad people, we just program those missiles and they go right for the butthole and blow up. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> ass missiles. Yeah, I never told you about ass missiles. No. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we're getting closer to that. We're getting closer. The ass missiles are soon to be a thing. You know, it's, yeah, it's going it's to happen. Rather, yeah, no. Uh, you know what? Some I'm people need it. Some people deserve it. I'm not saying they don't, but what if somebody hacks it and they put it in the wrong, you know, I, this, yeah. you know. The wrong butt address? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then again, some people will probably love it. I'm not going to judge. Right. No, this, no, these are finding you and blowing you up. <laughs> right, right. Oh, well, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh. Might, you know, okay, okay. <laughs> a heck of a way to go out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> You know, uh, that, that's not the way I want to go out. But, you know, there are some dudes out there who who need that out in the world. So, listen, we're in the news section. Okay. Um, I, So we, we're going to get into the slap heard around the world. We're going to get into this. But here is something that is actually big news that I do want to share. Because right now, Florida is actually lagging behind um, other states. You know, there's all these states that got constitutional carry. Florida does not have it yet. But uh, this news came out here, so let me see if I could, uh, I'm going to try to put this up on the screen. I don't know if people already know what I'm going to talk about. Let's see if I can screen share. Let's, boom. There we go. So this is uh, the truth about guns breaking. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis calls special legislative, legislative session that will include constitutional carry. Which is cool. I was, you know, I've been asking for this, encouraging this, lots of people. Not really me. I'm just here talking and sharing stuff on social media. But there's lots of folks out there working really hard for this, including the folks at GOA and my friend uh, Lewis at GOA Florida. So it says, uh, we can go down through here. Uh, Quick, name a large Republican-dominated state. One thing that's attracting people from chaotic, expensive, poorly managed blue states around the country that hasn't yet enacted constitutional carry, one that hasn't even really come close. You won't have to search Al Gore's greatest uh, invention for a very long time to determine that the only state that fits that description is the one-time gunshine state of Florida. Who wrote this? Oh, Dan Zimmerman. <laughs> so he, he's, he's talking about how the fact that Florida is way behind here on constitutional carry... Um, but what happened, I think that recently, I'm trying to find it, where is it here? Uh, today, Governor Ron DeSantis called a special legislative session after vetoing a redistricting plan for the Florida 
that the Florida legislator sent him. The GOP-dominated legislature will have to head back to Tallahassee for a special session to redraw the map in a session that will likely run from April 19th to the 22nd. Uh, but if DeSantis has his way, redistricting won't be the only thing on the legislative agenda for the special session. I don't know why that word's messing me up today. Legislators could bring other issues up during the special session, DeSantis said Tuesday, including a bill allowing constitutional carry, allowing legal gun owners to carry handguns openly or concealed on their person without a permit. So there you go. I mean, we, you can get into that deeper, um, you know, but uh, I think that uh, that is uh, that is a that's a cool thing. Good to see that. What do you think about that, Kevin? Um, what the hell took so long? Well, we don't have it yet. Yeah, we don't have it. Well, yet. I know. But I'm even talking about to even have a serious conversation about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like um, Florida, mm -hmm. I think, is one of those. States. First of all, man, I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I tell people all the time, like, stop assuming things and stop going off reputation. And I think Florida mm -hmm. is a prime example of that. Um, you know, you guys get Florida seems to get plenty of conservatives or Republicans, however they choose to identify, uh, mm -hmm. that are supposed to be pro-freedom and really don't execute on that. They're kind of like, I don't know, they're just they're weird. I know that people call them rhinos or whatever, but they're just weird. They're not as strong minors as I believe they could be. I don't know if that's because of all the people that flood Florida with the different political views or whatnot. Um, but I, I don't think Florida has stood up to what it, it doesn't stand up to its reputation as the gunshine state, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think that needs to change. So I'm happy to see that they're at least having uh, some serious conversation about it at the, at the you know, the, govern, the governor's level, which is good. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a governor to get this done. If you want to know the reason why we have this problem, I think, you know, when we had that incident, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, the shooting that happened there, and then the bill that came out of that, um, lots of money came into Florida from the anti-gun side, which they have a lot of money. I mean, on our side, I think there's money, but there's not enough money going to fighting for gun rights or the right of self-defense or Second Amendment, I don't know, however you want to put it, you know, freedom. So there's not as much going to fight for that. So a lot of that money came in to fight against it. And the Republicans here that run the state, at the end of the day, even though you, you're right, I think Florida is kind of a purple state. We believe in freedom. There's lots of freedom-minded people here. Um, I don't know if we would necessarily say it's super conservative state. I think there's a lot of libertarians here as well. You know, I, I'm actually a Republican, but for a long time I was a Democrat voting really Republican. And then I said, oh, you know what, I'm just going all the way over. But I think that we, we have a lot of rhinos here. And those rhinos took money from the anti-gun side and then put these anti-gun laws in effect in Florida. Red, red flags, you know, you can't buy a gun until you're 21 here. Um, all kinds of other stuff, right? And they don't want to override what they did. Mm. That's the problem here, right? And they're probably still getting that money. So are they really Republicans? Are they really conservative? Do they? Here's what's important. They say, they tell me all the time, these guys, when I talk to them, that they believe in the Constitution and they believe in the Second Amendment. But I think that's mm. bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit on that. So, yeah, easy to say. Yeah, it's easy to say. So, But, you know, look, it's good news. I think that DeSantis 
is is pushing for that and then you know uh like i said goa and other folks are out there working hard pushing for it i think unfortunately we do have in florida some pro gun groups that actually don't want this so yeah and you know what not only will you have pro gun groups that don't want it i want everybody in florida to watch out for your firearm instructors that mm -hmm. actually help fight against the bill yeah by being the experts to write in support of uh, not seeing that that kind of legislation enacted and watch out for those people because those yeah. are the people that are going to tell you well yeah i'm your, I'm your local firearms instructor you know they'll get like mm -hmm. a group of them like 30 of them like they do a sheriff's departments they'll get like yeah. 30 of them together mm -hmm. and they're all, all right to why this is dangerous and when we when we passed this in missouri people were very confused why i wouldn't speak out against it and i came down to this and said nobody should have to pay me to then access their freedom Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want you to still come to classes. Of course. And yeah. I want you yeah. to do it. And I'm yeah. going to push for you to do it. But at the end of the day, you're an adult. So mm -hmm. and, and you're a free adult. So you get to make the choice. Hey, I'm available for you. Understand if you misuse this firearm, if you don't understand how it how it coincides with the laws that exist, you are making an adult decision to deal with those consequences. Mm -hmm. Just like you'll be making an adult decision to come to class mm -hmm. and learn the best thing from for you. So you right. make an adult decision. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to pay me to access your freedom, get no. a piece of paper and then go pay the state to gain it. That like no, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just a it's just another barrier in the way for freedom and in the way of people, lots of people like you know, if you really want everyone to be able to to have their freedom and be able to, to defend themselves, we you need to remove this barrier. Of course, you want to encourage people to uh, to train, to practice safety. You know, of course, you want to do that. And 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 no one that I know does that more than you, right? There's you know, um, <laughs> you you do a lot. <laughs> Right. I, I think you. that's where a lot of your time has been burned up. That's that's why you wind up eating those cheeseburgers at three o'clock in the morning. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you like you're you're doing a lot of stuff and you get tired and you're just like, I'm just going to do this so I can keep going instead of go to sleep. <laughs> yep. Yep. You, you know, have no man. Look, it's uh, man. It's a lot. But mm -hmm. I'm still going to uh, I will tell people. If you're if, if whatever special interest group you're in, right? Uh, I think we're we're a little bit more than a special interest group because we actually uh, deal with with freedom and uh, that protects everybody's ability to be in a special interest group, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, uh, you you give up yourself a lot, and one thing that you should be willing to give up at certain points in time uh, is money, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's if if you're if you're not willing, like you can lose sleep when I do a lot. You can you can even put your health at risk, which I do a lot. Mm -hmm. You can do a lot of different things. But if somebody looks at you and says, hey, man, not that I want to take food off your family's table necessarily, not that I want to deprive you of, you know, I, I believe in capitalism. I think many people do. Mm -hmm. uh, but, hey, would you mind uh, if we took, say, let's just say you're a local firearms instructor and that's going to be 80 percent of your income? Hey, we're going to get constitutional carry. Do you mind? Um, supporting this, even though it might mean you're going to forfeit 80% of your normal income. If that person says, um, no, I'm not willing to support you because I'm not willing to lose money, well, then you just discover someone who is not truly an advocate for freedom. They're mm -hmm. a capitalist that is actually just using guns. Mm -hmm. Where if you are 
uh, a true advocate for freedom and a capitalist, you say, you know what? Cool. Let me find a different marketing strategy to get people to come. But I want them right. to have the option. To, and let mm -hmm. me maybe develop different curriculums that a way I can offer different things, be mm -hmm. more versatile and give mm -hmm. the American people different options and a reason to come support me. But all that, oh, I don't want to give up my finances and I mean, you know, do you I'm, really think, do you really think, like, as a person that does training, you know, and in, and in some cases you do this as a charitable thing, but I know that you, this is also what you do. Do you really think you're going to make less? Do you really think the instructors out there are going to make less if more people get into guns? If it's easier there, for the, folks the to do The people that only teach concealed carry. Okay. Right? Like, if you get a constitutional statement, your only niche is... You know, hey, I got my NRA certification and I went down to my local sheriff department. I got on file with the state or whatever your process is where you're at. I got on file with the state for people to come to me for a concealed carry permit. You know, I'm charging, let's just call it 100 bucks. And mm -hmm. I'm able to get, you know, 20 people in every two weeks. Yeah, that's $4,000 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a decent little part time income, if you will. And that's even many people's full time income. Right. Okay. So, yeah. But if they get constitutional carry. And then people get word that, oh, I don't have to take training, which I'm not a fan of. I wish everyone would go train. However, once people see that they have an option, they're going to be like, all right, that easily, easily could be 60, 70 percent of your business. If you don't have the creative marketing strategy right. to still draw them in, because mm -hmm. I know companies, um, uh, you know, that we have like, for instance, we have um constitutional carry in Missouri right now mm -hmm. uh, but my good friends uh, Prime Protection FCL up there still have sold out classrooms. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're great at marketing. They're great mm -hmm. at uh, giving people uh, something that they know they can't get from sitting at the, the, the barbecue talking to their cousin. Like yeah. they still know how marketing, to get Marketing and, and offering alternatives to like just like, oh here's your concealed carry now you're good for the rest of your life because you're not actually. Yeah, but, you're not. You yeah. know, I, and that's why I was arguing with people. They're like, mm -hmm. well, everybody needs to train. I know we got 20 seconds. Well, here's mm -hmm. my argument. Shooting and gun knowledge is a perishable skill. So you go get your concealed carry license two years ago and you never go train. You are no better or any safer than the person that just went and carried because of constitutional carry. Mm -hmm. It's not like people continuously come back. If you don't do your job as a business person and draw them back in for continued education. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. OK, we're going to continue this a little bit here in a sec. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear, bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider High Point. Okay, so, you know, just a, just a little continuation from that. It's like anything that you do, you know, I'm doing the ham radio thing, right? If I just, mm -hmm. so I went and got that license myself and Lola, by the way, we, we both got a license separately. Uh, so let's say we do that. And I and I buy a radio and I just mess around with it and then that's it. I mean, what, you know, what's going to happen right. there? And even people are asking me like, "Hey, are you actually using these things? Are you are you learning about this? Like how antennas work? Are you upgrading? Are you using this thing and communicating with people and and pushing the limits? And this is what you need to do now. Like you, like you said, people are free and they don't have to do that. 
and I believe it. I'm I'm a hundred percent with that, you know. But it it would be you know um, I I don't think that the the good trainers like you said out there the guys who actually have more skills to train people on than this is what you need to do to get concealed carry will be okay. You know, and I think even the people doing that will still be okay because I think a lot of people will still. It's like we have all these different radios, but there's but there's you know still people who go out there and do the licenses and get the more powerful radios, right? So, yeah, I think everybody's got. And then for any any business, you know, just general business. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Redbox didn't see Netflix coming. <laughs> but you better know how to pivot. You know what I mean? Like uh, Blockbuster you, didn't see Netflix Blockbuster, coming. Right. Yeah, Blockbuster what? didn't see Redbox coming. No, right? no, Remember they no, tried no. to get out the block, thank you, baby. They tried yeah. to get out the Blockbuster machines. Or yeah, that went no. Yeah, is that that went? That's defunct altogether, right? I don't know. Yeah, uh, like yeah. you got to be able to know how to how to move and pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's just business. There's always going to be something that people need in the firearms realm. People are always going to need to be taught things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you just got to be able to flex and move, just like in any business strategy. What's next for me? As a matter of fact, one would argue, if you've been teaching, you know, if 80% of your business has been the same kind of curriculum for the last eight years, then when are you going to worry about growing and developing anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember when constitutional carry became a thing in Missouri, uh, and I, you know, uh, helped out a couple of companies actually grow and become mm-hmm. bigger. And people were really confused, like, why are you helping and mentoring companies to take your market share? It's like, one, I'm not here just for market share. I mean, I was one of the largest entities in St. Louis, especially one one person by myself uh, doing it. However, I wanted individuals to get information and knowledge. And it also gave me a great pivot point because I was able to help quality individuals still put out quality education to people that sought quality education, I was then able to hyper-focus on developing curriculum that I had been focused on and mm-hmm. growing and expanding my business. And when concealed carry, when I stopped necessarily teaching that, even though I still have an instructor in the state that does, when I stopped teaching that, it took, uh, my business probably took a hit for maybe 45 to 60 days, but then it more than tripled itself. Okay. Right? Okay. So it's like you, you, you just have to be aware and be cautious. So um, I think that everybody should be looking at their business plans. And if this is coming to your state, my last thing, and I'm off this horse, if you find instructors that are supporting, um, you know, uh, anti-gunners or people that are against the bill from enacting constitutional carry in your state, then you have just identified people you should never support. And you should tell other people that, remember, when you're going to go out and you're going to exercise your freedom and you want education to go along with it, which everyone should, these are probably the list of individuals you should not go to. Mm-hmm. And here's yeah. why. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So this is the Gorn section. Do you want to show off some Gorn before we, you know, I mean, I, well, like I said, I only, I only, I only have, no, I, I mean, I only have, I only have the, uh, the Walther, you know, it's not only, this is what I carry all the time now to, to protect myself. I took the magazine out, as you guys could see. Walther PPS M2 night sights on it. Uh, there you go, right there. Um, so yeah, man, I really I really like this. I like the the feeling of this. I carried a Glock for a long time, and I still have those Glocks. I don't feel like there's anything wrong. But I got into this, and I was like, let me see how long it, it like. Do I wind up going back to Glock, 
or do I go for something else? And no, this this feels good. Now, obviously, everyone knows that Walther like sponsors the podcast right now, but they never put any kind of pressure on me. Like I got into this, I think uh, last year sometime, and they never put any pressure. They, you know, it's it's not up to them or whatever. But uh, I think I find myself really happy with this. So Walther PPS M2, that's what I got. What you got? Well, um, the the little gizmos I have sitting uh, by me, um, this and this is loaded because I walk around yeah. with this. So did you say? Did you say still, this was um, your? It was your birthday or something recently? Sorry. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, bring okay. that back. <laughs> um, so this is um, um, little Glock 42. All mm -hmm. right. So I carry this on me because a lot of times I just go out when I go for a walk or whatever. I'm going somewhere real close, and I have on sweatpants, or whatever. I carry this on me. So I'm a big fan of Glock 42. Mm -hmm. You know, people give me crap about it all the time. Um, and then I am next too. To it's a great have, gun. Because people also say I don't have Glock, so this is a. a oh. <laughs> <of those things>. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a Glock 17 uh, Gen 5 MOS. Of course, um, of course, this is KD's Glock. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, this is a Glock right. Gen 5, uh, You know, uh, there you go. What is the uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the light on there? Is that um? Uh, so let me because this one is um, one of my bedside manner guns, so mm -hmm. it was hot too. Mm -hmm. um, but this light is the uh, Streamlight. This is the TRL nine. Yeah, the TLR okay. nine. Okay, it's the light. I try to get a little closer. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, and I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's a I mean, good, I like it's it. a good size. With it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you got, you got and a Holosun. I just put the, uh, the Holosun 507C. This is the mm -hmm. the green reticle, the X2. I just uh, mm -hmm. put that on top of it. And, yeah, that's my uh, one of my bedside manner guns. I keep a couple of them. Yeah, it depends on uh, mm -hmm. what's happening. But it's one of my bedside manner guns. Mm -hmm. um, then... Now it's my birthday. Well, oh, before the birthday, I got yeah. this other guy. Was that noise just now with me or you? Um, Did you just make that noise just I, now? I don't know. I, I don't know if that noise just now was me or you. I don't know. Everything no. seems to be running this over here. This is one of my um, um, one of my favorite little uh, bills. This is a Maxim Defense Lore. This is my little shorty 300 blackout here. Oh, cool. Uh, let me see if I nice frame there. Yeah. Yeah, with PDW stock on it. There it is. Yeah. Bam. There it is. So yeah, this is a uh, one of my love, and I love. 300 blackout. Clearly, I haven't really mm -hmm. done anything. I test fired it, uh, but I'm I'm really trying to figure out what I want to do to it. Mm -hmm. um, are you gonna? Really get yeah. So you're gonna put a? Are you putting suppress? Are you into suppressors yet? I can't remember. I I, I am. So the problem okay. is um, the problem is because I was associated with an SLT for so long, mm -hmm. I was spoiled on just going to pick up whatever the heck I wanted. Right, right. right? <laughs> and so now I'm, I'm I'm I mean they're still my family, but I'm not even in the same state with them. So right. <laughs> I have to, you know, I have to, you know, mm -hmm. buy things. So, mm -hmm. but now I'm mad because I am going to get a can for this guy and a couple other ones I have. But I started off, I have a can in jail. My can has been in jail for 13 and a half months. Now. What? When I checked it with my SOT, because I know the ATF uh -huh. is doing all this crap where they're trying to get rid of the uh, the oil cans or, you know, mm -hmm. Oil filters people were using, so right, they're right. slowing everything down. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I checked with my SOT, he was like, "Yeah, I, I inquired about that myself. Do you know if the ATF had the nerve to ask him to confirm what race? My birthday. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, you got two, three different forms of ID, fingerprints, uh -huh. and I'm in atheist because right. I, I was with a PD, so my prints are all over the place. Um, and you're asking about my birthday? Mm-hmm." Yeah, yeah. That, like, I, boy, I really yeah. do not like that. So that, so um, that was the holdup 
but did they actually reach out to find out the uh no he had to reach out to them oh okay so i'm now that was a a week and a half ago now i'm Mm -hmm. waiting he said they said it would probably be a three another three weeks to a month Mm -hmm. before i got it so i probably won't get it to the end of april but it ticked me off because it's been in jail since like end of last january yeah so here's my thing how come you so you're in atlanta why didn't you just Mm -hmm. get your own ffl bro yeah, well, that's because uh, where I'm living at now. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I'm in a, uh, I'm, I'm in an independent residence. I'm not in an apartment, but it's still leased. Mm-hmm. And I got a, I got a thing. I don't want them knowing my business mm-hmm. because when you lease a place, uh, you have to put the leaser on the ATF. Uh, Okay. And then the ATF okay. has to send a, get a permission right. letter from them uh, no, to no. allow it to happen. So okay. then you're putting them in your business, yeah. right? So right. Um, mm. But that might be changing here soon with some some news that I got later. So we'll see. But then okay. my birthday, my birthday okay. is coming. Birthday, up. okay. It's it's in two days. So. Oh I wait, this out. birthday situation didn't even happen yet. No, it's in two days. So I bought, oh, I bought myself a okay. gift. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, uh, what was it, early birthday? Early birthday. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very uh-huh. much. Right. So I got, I got myself a couple of gifts. So this one comes from my good buddy, um, Larry, over at JNL Machining. Uh, he made me my own uh, custom 1911. It's chambered in 9 mil too, just because mm-hmm. I want to do something silly and stupid to make the internet mad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got this, and then he put my uh, logo oh, that's nice. on the grip. Yeah. Oh, nice. Grip there. Cool. So I like that. Um, so I got I like this that. 1911, and then obviously I'm a Hollison fan, so I have a mm-hmm. Hollison sitting on top of it. Doesn't mm-hmm. even have a front sight because who needs it when red dots exist? Uh, that's sarcasm. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Um, but uh-huh. I do. I do enjoy the 1911. This one is a. Uh, this one's cool, fun. He did an awesome job of it, Serico. I just told him to send me whatever color. Yeah, it looks good. It. Yeah. So um, Forty two chill says happy birthday in advance. There you go. Oh, thank you, sir. Shelly Fungo um, says, then, happy birthday, Kevin. Thank you. There you go. Uh, and then I did, a, I did a thing, which, Hank, we're going to have to, uh, I'm going to need your help. I got to talk to Walter. Uh, and thank oh, you no. for all the happy birthdays, guys. Yeah. Uh, because I really, I, I really need, I really need something for this. And I know if anybody can find Uh-oh. it, it's him. Okay. Because he sold them. And I know he says out of, out of stock on his website, but huh. oh, he got some stash somewhere. I went okay, out. I'm curious now. Here's what, here's what <laughs> happened was, and look, every gun person can relate to this story. Okay, so there was one gun that was missing from my arsenal, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get this because I, I want one. It's something I should have had a while back, and that is the G45, right? So uh-huh. I went out and I said okay. I need a G45, but I wanted an MOS. Mm-hmm. So I actually found one. My normal guys just were out of stock. The distributors were out of stock. Apparently, these are getting challenging to get. But I it's found the G forty five, the ten millimeter. Please don't tell me. Is it? No, it's nine millimeter. This oh, it's basically nineteen x with it optic range. Oh, okay. Oh, um, the G. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, cool. So you know, this one is the one with the nineteen uh, slide and the seventeen grip. Oh, okay, so, I see. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So matter of fact, here I can take the seventeen. Because I think there's a forty five x too, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, so if you take the 17 okay. and look at them, they're the right. same. Right. Yeah. Same grip. Okay. Yes, I remember this now. And then if I drop the slide on them, you can see that the uh, the slides are clearly, you know. Different. Yeah. 
So there's a lot of companies doing this. I think Taurus is doing the same thing right now as well. And then also they're going with shorter, so shorter grip, longer barrel kind of thing. Yeah, there's uh, a lot arc. of weird contraptions out there. Yeah. But this Arm is the thing. So I went in for the G45, right? Local uh-huh, shop uh-huh. had it, never been there before. I called them up. They're like, yeah, actually, we got several of them. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll be there in a couple hours. Wait list. He's like, dude, we got enough. We're not going to run in two hours. I'm like, cool. So I head over to the shop. And I go in, and it's, you know, it's small. It's great, though. The guys are really cool. Welcome to the counter. And I'm like, yeah, I called about a G45. So they hand me the gun. Uh, and then I guess I just look trustworthy. They kind of just start walking around doing their own thing, right? And I'm like standing there at the counter, and I'm holding the gun. I'm like, I just, I really meant to say, give me the G45. I already know what a Glock is. Let me just mm-hmm. go. Uh, but I handed the guy the gun, and then he was like, all right. This, I was like, yep. He started the process. And then I looked on the wall. I was like, well, how much is that? And he was like, gave me a price. And I was like, put that on put that at it and the dude was like well damn and that was this boom i've been wanting wanting a strybog for a little while now. congratulations that's awesome very nice it's like you know i i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and i think it's too big to do the the focus no that looks good but i was like i'm gonna go out i'm gonna uh i saw it it was a good price you know and i'm like you know what screw it it's it's an okay price i just want it right now today it's Mm -hmm. my birthday coming up just give me the dang on thing so Mm Uh, I went ahead and uh, treated myself to a Strybog. And oh, this, nice. I need Walter to help me out with this part. Right. Yeah, we got to talk to Walt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got to hit Walt uh, up and tell him the next one he makes belongs to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, need that. I need that in my life. So I ordered, yeah. <laughs> I ordered something that's temporarily, you know, uh-huh. do the job. But mm-hmm. I really want the PDW. Okay. And if yeah. anybody's got it. No, Walter. Yeah, I'll. You know, if I don't uh, check in on them, I don't know whether or not you have the the number to them. You can call them up, but I will definitely talk to Walter. Um, Armin and Axis says happy birthday as well. There you go. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I've got to check on Walter with those. They might be making some right now. Um, yeah, because I see I see people are asking them about that all the time. So there's a couple of different things for, that are out there for that man. You could do the PDW. You could do which magazine is this? Does let me see what magazine is this one take? Oh, it takes the um, uh, nine millimeter. Sure. I don't. It's not a Glock. Wait, where is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there's some adapters so you can go Glock with it. They I actually, think, I think it's the you. I, I I have heard about the adapter, and then there's the um, this is the A1. I think the A3 comes ready for Glock mags. It's possible, and then there's also I think someone made one that you can use the scorpion the cz scorpion mag um mm. which i know that like psa for example is making a bunch of those mags although they're, they're like you know psa doesn't want to guarantee people that magazines will work on other things you know um so like that magazine is really made for the akv but you can use it you know people have used it in in other things like the cz stuff but then you know it becomes like a whole whatever because it's you know, these dudes who make these guns don't make them the same. <laughs> you know, I can't one... wait to my um my next um which I don't have it yet, and I won't say who my buddy is, but damn it, he's a he's a really really I'm blessed to have some really really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to put out a nice little video about this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait till I can put my can at the end of it, and I'm actually going to do a comparison video, uh, with the uh, which is not new. I think there are a couple of them out there, but I I didn't do them, so I'm gonna do mm-hmm. them with the Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just talking about that and buddy of mine was like, yeah, give me the next month. I'll send you that. I'll send you that for your birthday for a late birthday gift. So I'm like, Oh, cool. Yeah. So Damn. yeah, you got to get a can. 
Yeah, yeah. I got a can. I got that's the one that's in jail. Oh, that's the one that's in jail. Okay. Yeah, it's and a then, nine millimeter can. Isn't right. there a trigger for this? I thought I thought Franklin Armory has a trigger for this. Am I wrong on that? Someone said like a binary trigger for this thing. Yeah, I thought Franklin Armory had a binary for this, which is nice for this. Like, typically, you know, listen, people have the whole whether or not you need a binary trigger debate, but for this being a like a pistol caliber carbine, it's nice for double taps. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't Definitely. do the, huh? Yeah, I don't like that because the binary most of them fire upon release, and I don't like that. No, well, the Franklin Armory one you can cancel. It has a cancel thing. Um, okay. Appalachian Gunrunner says, My Strybog currently rocks a, uh, what is this? Lingle aluminum lower that accepts Scorpion Evo mags, AR triggers, AR safeties, and AR grips. Is it Lingle? Yeah, uh, yeah. Lingle? Lingle? Maybe it's Lingle. I've seen, I, I know there's some stuff out there, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of them. I saw people playing with them, and I was a little bit. I've been jealous for the last couple of years. I'm like, no, it's oh. nice, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want the original ones because of the reciprocating uh, charge hand. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. you keep that joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah. now this one with the the uh, the Gen twos, you know, uh, you would have had a big notice here if it was reciprocating. No, that's cool. There's so much you could do with that, man. There's like yeah. a ton of badassery that can go on with that. So, and I got a couple of grand power handguns too, so it might be kind of mm -hmm. cool to get them all out there together. Right. You know, I mean, you know, in my personal opinion, the MP5 is most badass, but... Uh, hey, the MP, MP, MP5 is uh, unbeaten. That's the gun that actually got me in love with guns. Yeah, MP5. So where's your MP5 at, man? Um, here's, so here, here's what had happened was. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, although, you know, if, you're, if you work in this industry, there are certain perks that come with it. Uh, normally MP5 don't give a damn about who you are. <laughs> no, um, no, that's, no. <laughs> like, uh, there's some guns you, you could be whoever you, you are. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess yeah. if you're like so Hancock was, or Devil Ranch or something. I was, uh -huh. I was actually going to see if, you know, my man Babyface and Walt could like hood some up and, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. send me a little something. But even with that, I think the last time I was talking to Babyface about it, he's like, yeah, it's still going to cost you a few thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine cost me a couple of grand. Like the ones that me and baby, well, we did. He built his own, and then I, mine, mine went to, um, you know, BWE Firearms to to get done. Yeah, that's not, you know, it's not cheap. Yeah, it's not. So one day yeah. I'll, I'll put the, you know, the money out there. Oh crap! It's about to go off too. Uh, should I wait? Wait till the show. The you next. Yeah, forty-two morning? seconds. What you got? We got. You got thirty-nine uh, seconds. Um, this is the Nemo Arms Battle Light Rifle. <laughs> um, I just got for the PDN Tour, which I'm going to be a part of. So, mm -hmm. empty mag, clear chamber. Uh, but this Joker is nice. Took it out shooting it this weekend. This is a Jeez. sweet setup. I had my man Larry at JNL Machining do the primary arms SLX uh, 1-8 mm -hmm. for it um, to make it match the rifle. And We didn't see this. Uh, Did you show me this before? Yeah, but that was with oh. none of the stuff in it. Oh, it wasn't ready. Nice. Now it's ready. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna cut to a break here, but that's really nice. We're gonna be back here in a second. That's a lot of awesomeness. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. 
All right, so let's see here. We've, uh, yeah, that's very, very nice. Uh, Armin and Axis says PSA MP5, question mark. Uh, forget about seeing the PSA MP5. Right now, your best shot is going to be the Sentry Arms MP5. So, um, you know, that one is out there because I saw Sentry Arms at um, the gathering. And they have the MP5 uh, pistol that they have out there. So you guys can get that. I don't know. I think that's still, that's under two grand. So. Yeah, it's, it's like 19. I mean, you got yeah. that. You got Zenith. I think the Zeniths, they're hard. They're hard to get because of import laws, but I think they're like yeah. 24, 25. Uh, yeah. Zenith, I believe, is actually using the uh, the, the old HK tooling, though. Yeah. Um, Zenith's a nice. Walter has a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. There. I mean, there are options out there. Yeah. Armin and Axis says PSA just teased us. Um, I think the development on that is, uh, you know, uh, there, there, you, when, if, when you put out a whole bunch of stuff for people, right, you sometimes run into... Like kind of like a development hell with getting everything out there logistically, actually making that gun come to market. So I would say people should just not worry about the PSA MP5 for anytime soon. You probably will see one in the future, but not anytime soon. Lola wants to see that rifle again. Here we go. Yeah, and, I picked it up. I saw the ball say she wanted to see it again. Yeah, and um, Shelly Fungus says, wow, I love that one, KD. So there you go. Yeah, this is um so Nemo, shout out to Nemo Arms. Once again, this is part of the PDN tour. They're one of the sponsors. I'm one of the instructors. Uh this thing is an absolute gem. I'm gonna see if I can go actually go get the target uh that we shot with it when I zeroed it in. Uh but it is a gem. It is as beautiful as sweet. I have the surefire uh, light on top of it. Um I'm sitting there, and I believe which one is this? This is a uh the scout, it's the KEDF. That's not the model number. Where's damn model number? I forget which one it is, but I had it downstairs, so I put it on here. But is that a surefire it, muzzle? Is that a muzzle break even for a suppressor or something? Is that no? This is um, okay. I forget the exact design of this one. This one came from Nemo Arms. Mm -hmm. uh, it's their muzzle break. It's even got a stamp on the top end and bottom. Mm -hmm. uh, forget which one it is though, or what it, what they call it. I'll have to yeah. look it up. Um, but it is um. This is a, a pretty... That's a good-looking gun. It's a good-looking gun. Yes, Nemo makes some very nice-looking guns, nice I can gun. say that. Yeah. Um, it has CMC trigger in it. And well, another reason I want I would show this is, as beautiful as it is, it's very practical. Uh, when people start putting too much stuff on their ARs, you know, it always goes to philosophy of use. Um, but, you know, you got a light. You got a, a way to activate the light. Got a nice little Fortis hand stop there. I got an optic, and I got a slink. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, I know it's kind of cool to be putting like the the knives and the bayonets and all that, mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's cool. That's absolutely great. Uh, but when you are talking about something you're going to fight with, something you're going to train with, uh, be as practical as humanly possible. And and uh, like some of my stuff has the night vision stuff on it. It all depends on what it's for. Mm -hmm. So practical. You got a light. Why? Because you need to be able to see. You know, if it right. gets dark. You got an mm -hmm. optic. I like an LVPL because I like to be able to zoom in and out. That's just my preferred choice. Maybe you don't need one. My eyes are a little older. I like mm -hmm. having it. And you're um, fighting a little further with this one, right? So yeah, it's a one to eight. Helps. I mean, it yeah. can it can definitely I mean, uh, yeah. you know stretch out a uh, few hundred yards easy. Uh, um, you know, four and or five hundred yards by me yeah, too. Sling very important to be on your gun. You know? Yeah, and then have a sling. Yeah. And yeah. then if you, you know, a lot of people are like, well, do I get a two-point to two, to two point sling or a one-point sling, which is an argument the Internet's been having, like, nine versus 45. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of my favorite uh, little uh, little slings here is the MS-4 by uh, Magpul. 
that's mm-hmm. because it's a two to one. Mm-hmm. So literally, if I wanted to go right now, I run my slings as a two point. But if you're a person that wants to train with both philosophies or maybe you just haven't decided yet, maybe you're still exploring buy the MS4, because see, right now it's two point. I can take this out right here and come right down here and clamp it in. And now all of a sudden it's a one point. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, boom, you're done. Now you got a one point. Yeah. Right. So whatever you want. But I like the MS4 It's one of my favorite ones. To yeah. buy. There's uh, a lot of good options out there. You know, um, I think, you know, that that one you said is a Magpul, right? Yeah, that's a Magpul. Um, and, okay. But if you find somebody that you like that makes a, a two to one, that's just my my go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really ran across a lot of people to make a, a two to one. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Savvy like Sniper makes some good stuff. You ever seen Savvy Sniper stuff? Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met those guys a while back. They make good stuff. And then what was the color of that one? Because I think this Lola was asking. Um, that's the bronze. bronze. Okay. Hey, shouts out to uh, to, to Larry and Janiel. I just sent them a picture of the gun. I was like, hey, I need you to make that match that. Mm-hmm. Like, All right. So yeah. <laughs> I just sent, the, sent off the optics. You got to coordinate. You got to coordinate. You got, you know, man, you got, I don't, I don't, yes, I do. I, I got yeah. uh, I beat up guns. Like, this mm-hmm. will not look like this in a few months. Trust me. No, um, I know. I know. But listen, man, but there's man, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That, it's it's something about having coordinating. Yeah. One so uh, by the way, Night Train says he has the MS4 Magpul sling and it's righteous. Um, in your collection, which one of these guns am I getting? Like, what's left to Hank Strange in the will? This is uh, what I want to know. You have you have just as many guns as I do. <laughs> yeah, right? but I can so use more. I can use me? more. I can use more. I'll tell Lola if I kick it before you to give you one gun. One gun. But, yeah, but I get but you know. Then that needs to be reciprocated. Well, I, yeah. I don't, you know, Hank. I, I would honestly say, man, I, all my guns are not good enough for the strange experience. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not trying to I give know. up his guns. You know what is funny? Though, like, I actually have, a, uh, I actually have a, um, a, a standing agreement with my children, and it's mm-hmm. actually going to be written into the will too. Mm-hmm. Um, they can, they can do whatever they want, but they are not allowed to ever sell one of my guns. Oh, okay. They have to keep them, um, yeah. because you know. And the, the way the reason I, I did that is a, I'll be looking at people you know now that have like their grandpa, great grandpa's mm-hmm. gun collection, mm-hmm. and it's freaking awesome, and it's worth a lot of money, you know, in case a real urgent thing. Yeah, but your happens, your stuff right? is usually customized as well. I mean, and it was customized by you, so that would always have value, you know. Um, but it will have the most value to your family. Yep. Yeah. So, like, so. even the truth firearms, like we have um, some of the prototypes and stuff like that, and I'm like, you can't, you can't sell those, like, yeah. ever, yeah, like ever, ever, never. And the other guns that are coming along, I'm like, no, I don't. We're not going to be that family, and I'm not knocking any other family. I've seen families where you know, mm-hmm. uncle, grandpa, you know, went on to glory, and uh, they rolled up at the gun shop with like you know, sixty of his guns. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. We'll, you know, we'll buy them, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm kind of like I wouldn't want that to be me. I would want my kids to keep them. Yeah, I have I have guns that are that are definitely for the kids, like guns that I bought. And my bullpup collection, I hope Lola holds on to, but she could do whatever she wants to do. I'm just gonna haunt her. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna haunt her. So like whatever Lola does after me will be haunted. Just so you know. Just so you know, Lola. You know. Whether ghosts exist or not, I'm gonna make it exist. <laughs> <laughs> so listen okay okay listen we got the gun part out of the way we got the gun okay. part out of the way 
Um, yeah. So Oscars, I don't give a crap about. Can I just right. can I just say that? Like, I don't look at now. Let's let's preface this with something. Um, I used to care about this kind of stuff because I consider myself to be a filmmaker. I'm definitely a film buff. I really love the movies. Um, you know, for more more than half of my life. I mean, I'm 50 years old. I've wanted to make movies. I think since I was about. I don't know, man, just a little kid. I've always been fascinated with movies and always been into it. And I've poured a lot of my life into to movies. So I used to watch Oscars and stuff like that until I realized, like, these these people are not really, to me, role models or anyone I want to aspire to be like. So I just want to say that before we get into the whole Oscar thing. So I don't watch the Oscars. I really don't give a crap about the Oscars. And in general, I don't give a crap about whoever goes there and what happens where where would you say you're at on that i've, I've never um i can't think of one time and it's not even a hit tour hollywood i just never found the oscars interesting i yeah. know it's big for them but yeah. it's not my thing yeah and unfortunately like so i i don't know i shouldn't say it like that because mm-hmm. my, my son wants to be an actor and he is he is an actor he's acted in independent movies and stuff like that he goes to fsu he's done mm-hmm. stuff with fsu um fsu is one of the best film schools in the country especially here on the east coast um they've won oscars and stuff like that to be honest with you and he does improv stand-up comedy all kinds of stuff and he really wants to be that I'm kind of, you know, with, with all I just said to you that I'm into this, I feel kind of like conflicted about it because I don't really want that life for my son. But at the end of the at the end of the day, I believe in freedom and people make their choices, you know, and I actually made a choice to not be in Hollywood. I could have really gone down the Hollywood path and um, and I've met some of these people just like living my life and doing different things. I've definitely met you know, and this whole Oscars thing. I don't I don't think I ever met Will Smith, but I have met um I have met uh Chris Rock a few times. I used to work at a hospital in in New York on the upper east side called Hospital for Special Surgery and he came in there a couple of times. And um you know, my opinion of Chris Rock is I think he's really funny. One of his best movies to me that he ever made was C B four. It's classic. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and it wouldn't have been, it would not have been that without Chris Rock, <laughs> you know, but I personally always found Chris Rock to be kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, I found him to be soft. That's the best way for me to say it. He's like a very scary kind of person in terms of not that he scares people, but he's scared of people. Like whenever I've come across him, that's how he's been, you know, so I, I know that aspect of Chris Rock. And I think if you probably look at his life, you could maybe get it because he grew up and, you know, people always bullied him and stuff like that, he said. And, you know, when you go through that, you could choose to go one way or the other. I grew up like that as well. But, you know, I think I kind of came out of that in a, in a different way. But he's not really that dude. That's my opinion of Chris Rock. And like I said, I don't, you know, I've never met um, Will Smith. But all of these people that we're about to talk about, I have grown up with. I'm 50 years old. I'm in the age category of these people. They're actually a little bit older than me, but they are my generation, including uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who Lola has come across. You know, Lola is from Maryland, and, you know, uh, she went to UMBC and all that, and Jada Pinkett is from out there, you know, and she's come across her several times. 
and it's this whole this whole thing just really to be honest with you i didn't know this was happening i was out at um i was doing this event in alabama and it was like really lola and i were just you know how events are when you're, you're doing all this stuff and you're hanging out with people and we we were we literally were like we got into the van and we were going to bed and it was late night and i was just like yeah let me just see what's up on instagram right i don't even check in on social media and all that when i'm hanging out with people but uh you know um someone put a funny comment there um so i checked late night and i saw all these memes kd of will smith slapping chris rock and i was like this can't be real like why why is this all of a sudden a thing i didn't know the oscars was going on i didn't know anything was going on and i was like D dude this can't be real so i googled it and looked at the news and saw what happened there and it, you know it just really disturbed the living daylights out of me um but how did you how did you come on all this stuff um well when i saw the clip and i actually did watch a little bit of the oscars because i was at my sister's house and she's a big fan of it and had it on and stuff like that uh but i wasn't really paying attention to it uh i knew it was going to be a big night for will smith because he was supposed to you know everybody anticipated him winning oscar for uh king richard you know uh, mm -hmm. and serena's uh, story mm -hmm. and when you know, it, it, I'm, I'm really, really, I'm not torn. I just have a lot of different views on it. Will Smith walks on stage, smacks Chris Ross, Rock at the Oscars for, you know, seemingly disrespecting uh, Jada in her medical condition, um, mm -hmm. where it's causing her to lose hair. Right. Well, you know, one, I have to step back and think, all right, did Chris Rock know that? Right. Like, did he know that she had Appalachia and she was losing her hair? Right. Mm -hmm. I, I have no way of saying he did or didn't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um Two, it's Will Smith seemed to be reacting to Jada's reaction mm -hmm. because at first yeah, because he was laughing. He was laughing. He was laughing. And the, well, so the joke was this because it's OK. This is a weird type of thing. If you're these people, if you're in Hollywood and you make movies, the Oscars is your event. You know about this, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so he probably knew he was going to win this, or he stood a big chance on winning this. This is why he made this movie in the first place, right? Um, I think that the... the I didn't look at this movie, but I think the, the story here behind this is like a classic American story of Venus and Serena and really what the sacrifices that their dad made um, for them to be who they are. But you, you go into the Oscars, you know this is going to happen. They hire people to do this. They, they get comedians to come out here and kind of roast the people in the audience. So you know what you're walking into. Um, you know, Kevin Hart was supposed to do this. And unfortunately, the Oscars canceled him, you know, in the past. And so he never wound up doing this and may never do it. But Chris Rock has done this before. You know what's going to happen here. You go into this. Other people, Chris Rock was going after other people, my understanding. But with Jada, the thing that he said was, oh, you know, can't wait to see you in um, in uh, G.I. Jane yeah. 2. Yeah, now, did, yeah. did you get that reference or not? Because Lola, oh, when yeah, she's... I, okay. I watched G.I. Jane. I like that movie. So there's yeah. many more when she played. Yeah. Yeah. So Lola didn't get it. She was like, what What does that mean? And maybe, maybe Will Smith doesn't understand that or Jada doesn't understand it, but they're in the movie business. That's, that wasn't, I in, in my opinion, that was a very benign joke from Chris Rock. It was. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a benign joke. Now, maybe I didn't know she had a, 
uh, hair problem, but she has short hair. I mean, if you so, show up with short hair and your hair is short, like everyone doesn't have to know your business of, of what's going on with you. And I think I'm not trying to take anything away from that disease that she, she has that thing where you lose all your body hair. Um, I've met people like that before, you know, and it's, it's probably not a fun thing, but it's not kind of like end of the world thing. And so to make this joke about a movie that was actually pretty badass, Demi Moore was badass in that movie. What was she? Was she playing the first? Was she trying the first to first female Navy SEAL? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't see why it was such a big thing, and he was laughing about it. And then for some reason, he gets like he goes from laughing, gets triggered, and then walks up on the stage and just like slapped. Chris Rock. Well, because he wasn't triggered, but he was only triggered because of Jada was triggered. Mm -hmm. So Jada got the reference because she was insulted. Yeah. Right. Um, and her she was, was a, she was she was, she was insulted by the reference. You think she was insulted? Yeah, she was insulted by the reference. Right? Oh, okay. You, uh, and then okay. Will looked at her in the middle of his laughter, like just kind of glanced over at her and saw that she was unhappy. Mm -hmm. And that's when he got up and walked on stage and smacked Chris Rock and walked away and then said keep my wife's effing name out your mouth, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I said it a couple of times. Right. Or keep keep um, my wife's name out your effing mouth. Mouth, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so Will reacted because Jada was offended. Mm -hmm. um, now, and that's where I think that the nuance really comes into play. Mm -hmm. There is a big part of me that that is okay with a man defending his wife's honor. Okay. Like, I am absolutely okay with that. And and then there's the uh, the other part of me that's like, be careful about how you are allowing yourself to be used, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, could Jada have yelled his name or grabbed his arm? Okay, possibly, right? Mm -hmm. uh, kept him from going to do a thing. Um, could you have, have, have found other ways to maybe not have the world in your business? Possibly. But then again, you're in Hollywood. You kind of sign up for that, right? The millions mm -hmm. come with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe that he was uh, he was gassed up. You know, he was he was gassed up by her reaction, and he went on stage and he smacked the man for disrespecting his wife. Uh, and I, I I don't I'm not saying I agree with the smacking. I agree with a man standing for something and believing in his values and standing up for his family. Mm -hmm. What I don't understand is, in one way, why you couldn't have handled it another way. Let's just say let's just say we know that Chris Rock didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. About the medical condition. Right. Is there is there not a way you could have I mean, you got access to Chris Rock. He was in the same mm -hmm. damn building with you. Could you mm -hmm. tell him, hey, man, I don't appreciate that. We And they have a history together. Yeah. Hey, I don't appreciate that. You know, let's not. Well, or, or even even in that situation, let's say that let's say that Will Smith caught the reference. His wife didn't catch a reference. She got mad about it. And then he mm -hmm. wanted to defend his wife's honor. OK, I'm a, I'm a husband. Right. I would definitely defend my wife's honor for sure. Um, but I don't think looking at that situation that that was a, like a, a, a situation where it's necessary to do that. And I don't think he should have ever got up, gotten up and gotten on the stage. I don't feel like what Chris Rock said about Jada Pinkett Smith having like, OK, let's say she has she has this problem with her hair. She came like that. She came. You come to a you come to a roast. You came to the Oscars, right? So you, you know, you knew what you were doing when you got into it. They, they came for this reason, and you know, it, it's just to me, you should never get up on the stage. 
I just want to say this, like, unless someone just straight out really came after your wife and said something super insulting to your wife, why are you... We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. All right, so got caught up in that, did not... So uh, Lola said she rolled her eyes. So here's the thing. Like, if you're going to get up on the stage, and I don't think you should get up on the stage, that's not a situation for it. If you're going to get up on the stage, you can, and you know, something's like really calls for that. You could walk up to the guy and say, hey, you know, that's, I, I don't like that. You know, why are you doing that? You're walking up to, to a friend on a stage that's doing a job just like you're in the entertainment business. He's in the entertainment business. He's doing this job. He's a grown man, right? You're a grown man and you just slap him. <laughs> yeah. You just slap think, him um, and then you go back, you go back to your seat and now you're like, you're, he's obviously acting. To me, he was obviously acting. Now he's just trying to reinforce what he did. And, you know, he's like, yeah, keep my wife's name out your mouth or whatever. And in none of that, can you see Jada going, yo, what are you what are you doing? Chill. And and I just want to say this, like, I think that there's different kinds of women in the world. And I, you know, as I've said, I've seen these people. I grew up with these people, these people in my generation. You know, I've seen Jada Pinkett Smith in, in movies and thought, wow, she's cool or whatever, you know. Like a low-down, dirty shame. I loved her in that movie. But she, oh, yeah. there's something wrong with her. There's some kind of women that will literally get you killed. You know, and you know what, man? Look, I tell, I've, in, in my mentoring, I've advised, you know, uh, young men a lot of times, right? Romantic relationships or family, right? It could be a cousin, mm -hmm. it could be a niece, it could be a daughter. Um, be very careful. I think we've all, I think everybody listening to this show, everybody out in the world has experienced this in one way or another. Uh, uh, a woman is insulted and she'll say, I'm going to go get my fill in the blank on you. Right. Yeah. Could be boyfriend, could be husband, could be dad, could be, you know, brothers, mm -hmm. could be cousin, could be whoever. Right. And a lot of times men, because they, they love, they love the women so much. Um, they'll just react. Yeah, they won't even ask questions. Right. And they just will react. And the problem is you react, you go to prison. And obviously, we know, Will Smith's too powerful. Chris Rock refused to press charges. So he's not mm -hmm. going to jail. Uh, but for everyday people, you know, you you have a reaction and you're going to, you know, have legal consequences. You're going to lose some of your freedom, et cetera, et cetera. But and then this the, the, the female in this particular situation is still unfazed, you know, unharmed and still able to go ahead and call the next person. And have them sacrifice themselves for it, yeah. right? So I've always warned individuals against that. The one time I had a family member call me and say, I'm tired of him hitting me. Yeah, but he hitting me. I did go over and I politely sat on the mm -hmm. porch. Because this is because in my teen years, in my early 20s, I had girlfriends mm -hmm. call me about some dude they were having a problem with at work, right? Mm -hmm. And I remembered how those incidents played out. So being more grown and more mature at this point, when I showed up, I said, hey, uh, let me ask you a question. Have you hit him? Well, yeah. I called him out. I said, man, what, what's going on? Why y'all exchanging blows? He was like, man, it's been, it's, I'm just tired of her hitting me all the time. I finally decided to fight back. I said, oh, so y'all hitting each other. Mm. Well, yeah, okay. What you call me for? 
Mm-hmm. I got nothing yeah. to do with that, right? You, and you just got to you got to know that. And I believe, uh, and I'm not in their personal life, and I really no, don't none of us get are people marriages. Right. I try not to get into people marriages, but here's the thing: you put the world in your business, right? So, in in a moment, I get Will defending his wife's honor. I'm always going to agree with a man defending. I don't agree necessarily with what he did. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with her. He could have had a conversation. He could have blackballed Chris movies yeah. or whatever. He could have. He could have said. He could have even said to him, like you know, like I said, it, it's not. You should not be getting up on that stage, right? But he. But let's say he was truly offended, or his wife was offended. He could have walked up to him and intimidated. Let me explain something. I said this already. Chris Rock is actually not that dude. If you notice, he smacked Chris Rock, went back and sat down and carried on like that. And Chris Rock just said, okay, I will. I will. Right. Did you see that? Chris Rock is a beta and I'm not trying to like people can get mad at me or whatever. At the end of the day, he's a beta. This is someone who I've interacted with and he's really that. And you guys could see the evidence of that. So now you're just a bully. Okay, you're just a bully. Will Smith is taller than this dude, bigger than this dude, and on top of that, someone who's done all kinds of training to fight. And Chris Rock is a comedian doing his job. And even he's he's a beta about it. So what like how does that make you a better man to just walk up there and slap him? It's like you spitting on a dog or you just walking up to a dog and kicking a dog. Right? That's yeah, that man. that's completely that's completely completely uncalled for. He could have gone up there and said, "Dude, what do you mean by that? Do you know she's actually sick? That's why this is going." And Chris Rock would have ha- you saw his reaction. He would have happily said, "No, I, I I don't mean it like that. GI Jane was a badass movie." He said, "I look forward to seeing you in GI Jane too." It it was I don't think it I, I'm a, I'm agreeing with you on that, man. I don't I don't uh, think it 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 didn't deserve that reaction. Um, Will Will Smith, I think, um, took all his frustration from publications, news articles, and social media out on Chris Rock. Or stuff right? that Jada has done to him. Like this is the yeah, same dude. This is the same dude who sat there. This is public. He sat there, okay, and let Jada talk about like having an affair with someone who another dude. Whatever, like you said. Whatever they do is whatever they do. Now, obviously, he was not happy in the moment. Obviously, they have stuff going on. And my personal belief said that, hey, that's not my business. But you sat there and let something, let your wife insult you. And then someone, someone makes a, this is a business. Like, you do this. You know what this is when you go to the Oscars. And the, the part that bothers me the most about this, Kevin, is like, this is black on black violence right here. Okay. This is what's going on here. Would Will Smith have done this to a white comedian? Okay. Well, I do. I can say he did smack somebody uh, at the premiere of Men in Black. That dude that kissed him. Guy. That's wrong. <laughs> that dude I, kissed I him. I forgot why he smacked him. Yeah, because because a, because a dude came in like he was going to give him a hug or something and kissed him. Mm-hmm. That's assault. Okay. So I get what he did, but he hit. He hit. He hit. Chris Rock harder than that. And I'm telling you, this is like prison shit. I, we don't we don't see the rappers doing this, okay? And I'm not saying we, we see rappers killing each other and getting into stuff, but we really, when is the last time you saw a rapper get up on, this is the freaking, like, BET Awards, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, what's happening here? Think- this is the Oscars, man. That's like, you, you're making a movie about a black man who sacrificed everything for his children, and then you're gonna go up and attack like another 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 black man, right? Doing his thing, 
and you're going to go attack him and then you and then later on you're going to be out there like oh yeah you know it's it's us against them right but well, you, i think you, i you, think that that, that point strikes strikes true because of this um the black entertainers have been talking about the oscars for years mm-hmm. and about how the oscars are imbalanced the oscars don't consider uh minority talent etc cetera, etc cetera. it's been an ongoing conversation in that realm and I'm not in, in part of the academy. I don't know. I've only right. worked with a couple of these people in firearms training. I don't, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know it takes one quick Google search, and you can see years of history mm-hmm. of them complaining about the Academy Award, especially the Oscars, right? Uh, even recently, like you said, the way that they uh, canceled Kevin Hart from doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when you look at it through that lens, let's say if we can step into their, their world, right? When you look at it through that lens, so you're complaining about, and you might be right, right? You're complaining about unfairness in the Academy Awards and how they're giving out Oscars and how they're viewing minority talent and things of that nature. Cool. Then you do this. Yeah. I mean, right? Will so, Smith is not the first black man to win an Oscar. That was Sidney Poitier, uh, you know, RIP. Right? Right. Okay. Right. And, and then, since and then, then and since then, I'm sorry, but I was just going to say this. Since then... A few black men have won the Oscar, including Denzel Washington, that was there. And Mm -hmm. it's weird, man. Like, all this stuff is weird. For me to see, like, all these celebrities, including the black celebrities, on Will Smith's side, and, and like, when he comes out and gets his Oscar, he doesn't even say, hey, what I just did was, was like, the worst thing in the world. He doesn't even say that. He doesn't even apologize to Chris Rock. And I'm telling you, I don't even like Chris Rock. But that was one of the most disrespectful things I've seen, and that kind of stuff could get you killed. If he if he would have hit me and I didn't see it coming, right? And I took that slap, and he walked back to the seat, and he was telling me to keep his wife's mouth out of my uh, his wife's name out of my mouth. I would have said, "Oh, but you didn't, you know, your wife didn't keep that dude's penis out of her mouth, or something like that." Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm crazy that. like that. That could have gone. That could have like ended really bad and still this is a situation that people could still die off of do you if if chris rock is related to you or your friend do you want to see some guy punking him like that and now he's a meme do you want to do you want to be chris rock and be a meme and that's like this is the kind of like this like the thing that upset me the most about this is that now once again we're a meme and there's dudes out there that is just funny look at these look at these black people (laughs) this is what they do we're just a fucking meme. And yeah. they're making this happen. This is supposed to be the elite. I know they're not. They're, they, they're not shit. This is the problem with that, right? But they're supposed to be up there. They're supposed to be the opposite of this. They're supposed to be better than this. There is no excuse for him going up there and slapping the shit out of someone who he knows that was not even... Ex- like, Chris Rock obviously was not even ex- expecting that. Right. I think... Um Will definitely did a bad job of representing, but I think that there is a, a, a little bit of shine that, that came out of this. Chris Rock did act like a class act. All right. Um, I know okay. a lot of I people could, saying, hey, you that. know, if, if you would have, if he would have did this to me, but the way Chris Rock, and yeah, he, he stumbled a little bit. I mean, who wouldn't have as he finished his set, mm-hmm. right? But who wouldn't? Right? He kept That's going. He kept going. He um, didn't. He kept going. Yeah. He acted like a true class professional. And, and a comedian. Got, and a comedian on top of that. And a, and when he got his opportunity with the LAPD to press charges, he denied the press charges, right? And Chris mm-hmm. Rock himself even issued, today I read it, even issued his own version of an apology, right? Mm-hmm. More toward Jada than anything. But the Smith family were really saying, hey, if I offended Jada, is what it basically said, I'm sorry. 
Um, but even he went that far to do that. So Chris, as bad as Will made people look, Chris showed a different side of things. I think now the argument becomes, you know, what would I would have done if I was in that situation? A lot of people saying I would have done this or done that. As a man that has been in a lot of fights, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that to be braggadocious, I've just been in a lot of physical conflicts. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a couple where I didn't, I honestly did not see it coming, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my, I'll never forget one young boy that I was mentoring. Uh, he was a big kid, but he was only four, he was 14 years old. I was probably 28. Uh, and he was offended by some life uh, game that I gave him. And he could get close to me. I didn't even see that he was upset. And he punched me, right? And I stood there for a second and I grabbed him uh, by his throat. And then I immediately just set him down, right? Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, yeah, my body naturally responded, but I realized that what I'm about to do is not the correct action from a kid that I'm trying to help. He's mm-hmm. going through things in life. So we always want to say what we will do, but you never know what you will do when you're in a certain situation. They're also friends. Like, hey, I'm not going to lie. If you smack me, it's going to stun the hell out of me. Why are you mm-hmm. smacking me? Like mm-hmm. Will Smith and Chris Rock are friends. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if your boy smack you, there is a... Uh, uh, whoa, hold up. And then you yeah. smack me on international TV at the Oscars. It's like, look, <laughs> like, if I say something, ins- if I insult your wife, right, and you want to defend right. your wife, if you're the kind of person that you're only, for whatever reason I said it, right, whether I was being malicious or whatever it is, if you see me and your first reaction is that, man, this, like, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you see me and that's your first reaction instead of like, hey, listen, that was that was pretty bad what you did there. You know, why did you do that? Or what? Like, I get that. I've always told people like the way that I grew up, believe it or not, I grew up in the hood. (laughs) Okay, I'm from a third world country compared to what America is, you know, but living here in America, I grew up in the hood. Anything you say and I have a big mouth. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You say something, you're going to see someone. You're going to have to answer for that. I've gotten hit in the face before, you know, that's not. And by the way, Chris Rock has gotten hit in the face before. That's why that's why he's reacting like this. I see like Shelly Funga says, Hank, it could happen to any two men, any race. And it does. We just don't expect it from stars. I agree with that. And listen, we memeify a lot of things. But this is the epitome of why I don't want anything to do with any of these people. And what they do is invalid to me. Because they're not really trying. And, and the point I'm making about this is I think we always externalize the blame for what we're happening, from what's happening to us or what's happened to us on other people. And ultimately, the blame, though, is on you. The blame is on you. So for sure, in America, in the Caribbean where I'm from, my ancestors, your ancestors were slaves. But people don't realize, like, at some point you get pa- you have to move on from that, Right. Okay, black people sold black people into slavery, white people bought those black people and did terrible things to them. And somewhere along the way, those black people came out of slavery. And now life is about how you deal with that, how you put that behind you and change that kind of stuff. And this is what is like, uh, whether people like me saying this or not, this is what, like, this is why it's a thing for me outside of just like something else that happens in the world and it's a meme and we all joke about it or whatever. This is the thing. This is why for me, it's a thing and I'm talking about it. I think, I think Armin Axis wants to know, like, why are we talking about it? Because it's, it's, it makes, it's unsettling for me 
to know that we still live in this world. And, and these people will be blaming what's happening in the world on other people later on and never themselves. And it's the way that they're acting. It's a wife who does all these things to her husband, including a little thing happens like this and she can't go, oh, hold on a second. I'm not, you know, it's okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? And she doesn't stop that dude from getting up. And even if she can't stop him, he gets up there and goes and does that. And she doesn't go, yo, what was that? Why did you do that? Do you understand? They don't, they don't diffuse that situation. So for, for sure, I agree with you saying that Chris Rock is a class act. But I'm telling you, like one of the things I don't believe in is forgiveness. <laughs> okay? So he's, he's cool. He could believe in that. But I don't believe in it. And if we like people need to 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 take responsibility for what they do. Look, you know, I ne we never had a chance to talk about this, me and you, but I don't like I don't like Kanye West going out there and threatening Pete Davidson. That's not cool, man. Like ma making videos and putting this killing this dude in effigy. That's bullshit. OK, I would never I would never, ever support anything like that. I never I didn't support Obama as a president. I didn't vote for him. But the, something that was disgusting to me is when lots of folks out there hung Obama in effigy or set him on fire. That was disgusting. And when I saw that, if I saw people who I thought were cool or my friends do that, I was like, that's bullshit right there. What you're doing is bullshit. I wouldn't do it to Obama. I wouldn't do it to Biden. You understand what I'm saying? Mm hmm. That, like, we have to be responsible for what we do and how we act and how we treat other people. But when, when I see stuff like this, I go, man, we're, we haven't, like, really... The words I want to use, I can't actually use on this thing without really go, getting bad. But we're, we're not really changing, or at least these dudes are not changing, and we don't need to hold them up in any way as an example of what we should be. I don't want my kids to look at these people and want to be like them. If anything, a dude like Will Smith that I've always looked up to and I've said like, oh, you know, Bad Boys is, is one of the greatest movies and all that, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't even watch that shit now. That's, that's like how bad it makes me feel about that whole thing you know i literally when i saw that when i saw what happened i literally i was tired man and i literally couldn't go to sleep because i was like yo these people just like pissed away whatever little kind of respect i had for them i think um uh i mean your, your feelings are valid i mean feelings are always valid um i would just uh you know say that I think for me, I think everybody agrees that it was un, it was uncalled for, especially because the joke was so benign. Like the joke wasn't, you know, anything. Um, I do think that what's what's overlooked, and it doesn't give him excuse, is that Will Smith. I'm telling you, he that smack was for everyone else in the world that has been, um, you know, pinning his back against the wall with jokes and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, all the memes and. Mm -hmm. You know, with 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 the August Alcina thing for the last several years and the Tupac, and I think that Chris just absorbed that smack of frustration for everyone. Yeah, that's a um, that's like brilliant. What you're saying is 100 percent true. But do you think it's right? Like, is that who you take no, it out on? <laughs> it's not. It's not right. If, if you're I having a bad day, do you just no. see a dog and kick the dog? <laughs> nope, it's not right. I just think when um when you when when he did that. I, what I, one thing I don't like, because I disagree with him doing, and the one thing that I don't like is that he did it 
assumably in defense of his woman's pride. And I want men to understand that, yes, you should defend your women. I just don't want to use that as an example. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, ultimately, what he was doing would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But when you know the backstory and you, you see he reacted off her reaction, et cetera, et cetera, it kind of takes away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I don't allow my kids and I would advise anybody else not to allow theirs. And I don't look up to anyone on a screen as a hero. I try to be my kid's hero every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that we should be looking at anyone in Hollywood as an example of how to live. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to be right back in a second. The Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran-owned and with over 20 years' experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. All right, so a couple of things I want to get into here. Uh, Can I say one last thing about that last conversation? Absolutely, yes. Because it overshadows some stuff real Mm -hmm. quick. Uh, uh, Samuel Jackson actually won his first Oscar last night. Just wanted to say. Yes. And and by the way, like, you know, I'm telling you, it's there's a weird thing, right? Like some of these people, well, probably all of these people don't agree with us. There's times when we hold up Will Smith and we go, man, look at, look at, look at Will Smith. He's over here doing these drills with, uh, what's his face? Um, the precious dude, you know, um, where we, we hold these people up and we think it's cool, including uh, Samuel Jackson. And it would have been cool to, to just see Will Smith win an Oscar for doing something, even though I didn't watch it. But yeah, man, these guys are just getting real far away. Um, I mean, I want to, I want to get this in here. Uh, Shelly Fungus says, I think was it Shelly Fungus says Kevin just nailed it, and I think that you're you're a hundred percent right that you know there's a lot of what's happened in the world, and Will Smith probably took it out. Armament and Axis says, in my honest opinion, it was staged for publicity. I think that he sat there and somewhere maybe in his mind he said, like you said, right, whether whether he consciously knew it or not, I don't think it was staged. I don't think that was staged. This no. probably this probably will ruin Will Smith's career or at least bring it down. And people, by the way, in Hollywood have, don't really, like the Hollywood machinery doesn't really super like Will Smith, by the way. I don't think people really realize this. There's a lot of things that have happened that there's people who will never make movies with him based on ways that he's done his movies and different things that they've done. But um, I don't think it was staged. I think like I think you you hit it that somewhere in his mind, this was how to like climb out of that hole. You know what I'm saying? Of all this stuff that was happening. But really, it just like dug the hole deeper. Because you, know? you can't. One thing I think that we know, maybe we know better than he knows, because we're we're closer to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do you don't defeat the internet, bro. And all you did was just give the internet more ammunition. I think I heard somebody earlier say it would have been real foul if Chris Rock would have responded with, "Oh, I'm gonna spill that slap until August." Yeah, well, that's what I remember. What I was saying to you, yeah. like, I, yeah. see, I, like I'm a trouble. I grew up as a troublemaker. I'm a troublemaker. Like I'm not gonna, you know, it, it's true. 
you know. So, so I would have said something like, "Okay, your you your your wife couldn't keep that dude's thing dangling out of her mouth." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would have said something like that because now I want you to come back when I'm when I'm ready. <laughs> you know, but you said it also, man. You you said it also. You don't always have to fight. Look, I'll tell you guys when when my first son was a little baby. He both my kids were born in Hoboken in New Jersey, and Lola worked there. We lived in New Jersey, and when he was a little baby, um, I, as a matter of fact, I don't know if we had both of the boys, but when I remember being my my. I remember it being my older son was a little baby and we were walking in Hoboken and we walked past this guy, white guy, and he was obviously crazy and he said like something, he, he was really mad about something and then he said like the N-word at us, but I could tell something was wrong with him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I could tell he was like crazy. This wasn't just some dude walking down the street trying to say, hey, you black people shouldn't be here kind of a thing. Right. It was something wrong with him. There's no reason for me to hurt this person that's obviously got mental problems. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I could do it. And I could say, hey, he said this to me, right? But what would be the reason for that? Another thing is, when, I, when we first moved to Florida and we were living in West Palm Beach, I ran into a situation like this with a neighbor of mine that was like literally, we lived in a HOA type of thing. And this neighbor, my, my house was on the corner on a cul-de-sac, and this dude would park his car on my lawn. And he had a garage, you know, and I would I told him, hey, you, you can't do that. But he felt like he could do it. And he one time, like my mom was actually visiting, and he followed my mom in and was making threats and, and, and using derogatory words, using the N-word and all that. And the cops came to, to, because we were neighbors, and the cops came there several times and they said, dude, this guy's calling the cops. You need to stop. Here in Florida, if you keep doing this, going on his property, he could take your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They were trying to tell him to chill, and he didn't want to chill. At the end of the day, I don't, I don't want to do that. At the end of the day, I, I was like, you know what? I'm getting away. Th this was a guy from New York, just like I was from New York. And it's one of the things that made me say, you know what, I'm getting away from all of this. I'm going to go live in the country, you know, where all of this can't happen. Because I'm a gun guy, I saw Joe Rogan one time, and this is like, people can get offended by stuff that Joe Rogan has said. I got offended one time as a gun guy because he was talking about gun guys like us, you know, all the different guns you were showing. And he was like, yeah, these guys just get excited. They just, they just get all crazy. They just get by all these guns. And they, it's like, they just, you know, they're just waiting for someone to do something to them and they could just kill them and they can do all of this. That's not me, man. Because I could do something does not mean that I should do it. Okay. And unless you actually come for my kids or my wife, I, you know, even in that situation, it's not a thing that I want to do, but I will do it. But if you have the opportunity to, to get away from the person, to not do this thing, I'm not looking for a reason to like live my life. And I took someone's life. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. I think that that's, um, that's a very important thing, which is why, and I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect. I've definitely lost my temper before. Um, I've, I've, I've definitely not always done things that I'm proud of. Matter of fact, there are several things I've done I'm not proud of. Uh, but when it comes down to um, the reason why uh, I carry firearms and things like that is one, because I can. Two, because I want to protect what I love. Three, uh, I want to consider myself something that a, a part of that love triangle. 
And then I just want to be able to, to uh, be able to remind people that we are free people and we have a right to protect everything that we're fighting for. Right. Um, but when people make jokes about, you know, wanting to be violent and the gun guys are just, you know, looking for a reason to hurt somebody, they might be true about a couple of people, but that's the minority. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I believe most of us are looking for ways to preserve life. And, you know, for me, you know, I don't I don't get into a lot of stuff that I've done or have done and this and that, man. But, you know. I have been on the, the giving end where I have uh, had tremendous negative impact on somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Right. I know what it's like to send people to the hospital. I, I know what it's like to not know if they're going to live and other things will go unsaid. I know these things at first hand. It's not I'm guessing it's not I'm looking at somebody else's life. It's me involved. Yeah, it's and, not a movie. You know, it's not it's not a good feeling, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all those things, you know, clearly I, I had to be involved in and I wish I never was. Mm-hmm. But. I don't want to revisit that. And I don't think that most people do, which is another reason why people are like, hey, you know, even for training, you know, people are, you know, ask me, you know, well, how many people have you killed? Now I'll always tell them none. doesn't matter if the answer is seven. I'm never going to tell you. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you shouldn't be jumping into this wondering when you get a chance to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. What you need to know right now is I'm going to teach you how to use this gun and use it properly in case you need it or in case you just want to do it for fun and sport, you know, no matter what your your, your reason is. Uh, so I think for, you know, for that, it, it shows uh, restraint, control, and we're not looking to hurt anybody. Even And even though Will Smith and Chris Rock didn't have a gun involved, you know, what I have to tell people and translate that back to real life is that you smack somebody and they might shoot you. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going to go to prison probably, but mm-hmm. um, there is a consequence. Okay. Uh world for doing something like that yeah you broke up you broke up a little bit sorry it is going to hurt you yeah go back a little bit you broke up there i'm not sure what happened yeah i I said you know for the i have to talk to people that live in the real world which you know 99.9 percent of us do um you can't just even smack somebody without expecting a consequence Mm -hmm. right so because there is somebody on the street that will shoot you for doing what will smith did and i'm not saying they're right but Mm -hmm. that's a consequence that could happen um and at the same time when you start looking at uh, 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 incidents like that, I have to be able to translate to people that if you are carrying a gun on you, you can't behave like that. And then there is the nuance of, hey, well, what if you what if there is a more valid reason for defending your family or defending your wife? Uh, and me, even me and my wife are having this conversation. I'm going to defend her honor. But you know what? I'm also not with an idiot that's drawing me into actions that I shouldn't be involved into. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not putting me in situations. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not. I'm not going to just jump out and do anything because I have to look at myself. I'm mm-hmm. a large dude and I know I hit hard. Mm-hmm. I know it for a fact, right? So if I if I strike someone, they very well may, may, may be able to argue physical disparity and be lawfully justified in using lethal force against me because of my size and my strength. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand how different things play in different roles for us, right? Yes, men, we should be defending, we should be defending our wives honor we should defend our families Uh, sometimes that defense comes with words not actions and sometimes that defense comes with picking the right people to sit by your side so they're not putting you in situations yeah every the couple of times i've lost my temper while married my wife has reached out for me she has never wanted me to run into anything right even if she might agree with me that the person was being offensive right Mm -hmm. she's not going to want to see me do those things why because she cares about her husband yeah, right? exactly. So I, I'm always going to question who you're aligned with and what are they supporting you running into? Right. Yeah. One of the reasons we have people around us that love us. I mean, think about it, man. Take it to a simple level. How many times have we seen 
that your partner of re- ready to fight a dude and your his friends grab him. Yeah. Right? Like, no, 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 we cool, we're not doing that. Yeah. You know, and these mm-hmm. are these are men grabbing other men to say mm-hmm. that's Chill. not a proper thing yeah. to do, right? Yeah. We should be able to mm-hmm. see past that. So no It's important. Um, we've seen it. We've seen it play out in videos, right? We've seen like husbands, like husband and wife over here, husband and wife over here, gun comes out, the wife is not like, hey, chill out, and someone winds up dead. Right? Right. <laughs> you know, uh, for sure think, it's a uh, thing. I think it's very, very important. You did you mute? I think you muted your microphone. Yeah, I muted because I yelled. I didn't want you to uh oh. yell <laughs> But yeah, man, we gotta we gotta yeah. be a little bit more um and listen, you know, did, more, did uh, you, did you, um, I don't, I know, cause I saw you, um, you did some stuff talking about Joe Rogan just to jog back a little bit. Right. And mm-hmm. stuff that he said, like, um, you know, I think there's a bunch of different things here. Like as a comedian, if you're saying stuff or whatever, I understand like you and I have had this conversation. You feel like people should never say this. I know one of the things that people were really offended by, and a lot of these Hollywood types really offended by and they wanted him canceled for was the gorillas in the in the mitts thing right like he he went into a club i guess it was a black club and he was like man look like gorillas in the mist there which i a hundred percent see why that's gonna offend some people now i think it was actually planet of the apes when he walked into planet the of the apes yes you're right planet of the apes right i see why that's gonna offend people right i see why that's offensive and why people would be offended by that and i've seen things too like you know when the thing happened with the trainer um and i'm forgetting i'm i'm blanking on his his name right now the the precious guy um yeah yeah taron tactical when that happened one of the things is in this conversation that none of us should have ever heard between him and this chick that he was messing around with she said like black guys are or you know like in a way she said the black guys are disgusting that's what she said like the idea of being with a black guy is disgusting when i heard that i was like what do you understand and i felt the same way that people could feel about this stuff so i get all of this when we take it but I want, what I want people to understand is that the world is three-dimensional and it's complicated. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, who's really wrong? Who's really right? You know, perspective and all these kinds of the things. You don't, you, if you don't like Planet of the Apes-like comments over here, don't act like Planet of the Apes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't, don't at one, at one part over here want to cancel people because of that. And then right away, turn around and act like a dude in the prison yard. Well, I think I think those although I see where you're trying to go with that, I believe that those issues are really, really separate. Uh, One is one. Well, both of them are single men acting out on their own. I think one guy directly insulted like we're all can be insulted, but one guy directly insulted one dude. Um, And in his other case, uh, Joe Rogan is insulted over 40 million Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's, it's looked at a uh, little differently. I do get your point about if you're offended by it, so don't act like it. I totally get that. Um, but at the same time, I think with, um, with, uh, with Rogan, uh, since the example was brought up and what I even said about that was I'm okay with you being mad at Rogan. I think saying, uh, saying it 72 times was him pushing the limit. It wasn't just mm-hmm. in context. He was clearly being a jerk, right? He was being insensitive. I don't believe Joe Rogan is a racist. He was absolutely being very insensitive, though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he took advantage that he has the platform. He can pretty much say what he wants. My uh, my thing was for individuals to be told to be mad 
and then you get mad. Kind of like mm-hmm. Will was told to be mad by Jada's reaction. Mm-hmm. Then he got mad, mm-hmm. right? If you yeah, want to be upset, right. be upset on your own accord. Yeah. Well, so and and I think that they are different, but there's similarities or there's connections here to these things, right? I think if you take the stuff that happened with Joe Rogan and there's people out there, we know this. We all deal with this. There's people out mm-hmm. there that like to be able to say things to other people. Okay? And if and if you're if you're a white person and you have a black friend, you want to be able to say stuff to him because in your mind it's like, "Oh, I could say anything. This is my black friend, but I could say anything to him." And we we have that weird type of situation, and it really comes down to whether or not people uh, like that or could deal with it. And for sure, I'm, what I'm telling you is when I heard the Planet of the Apes thing, I was like, oh. Just like when I heard the gun thing from Joe Rogan, I was like, oh. What, what? You, do you understand what I'm saying? I have a reaction to that, right? I have a reaction to that. Do I think that Joe Rogan like was purposely out there if you if you take what's edited that's like someone taking what i say and editing a whole bunch of stuff together and trying to come to a conclusion you know like hey this guy is just he just wants to be able to say whatever he wants to black people and get away with it you know and the part the part that i think is the connection is that these are the people who want to cancel people based on that right they want to cancel people based on that. So here's what I think about when you create rules like this. A sword cuts both ways. This is what I believe as a gun person about this kind of stuff. A sword cuts both ways. A gun cuts can you know can shoot you or someone else. You can hurt yourself with that gun, you can hurt another person with that gun. Right? So this is the same thing when you're trying to make up rules where Someone finds this over here, like you said, hey, it's a different situation. Someone put all this stuff together and said, oh, look at this. And then they want to cancel that person based on that. And maybe everyone's just now deciding to react instead of reacting all the time. But when you set these high standards for other people, do you have to live by those high standards? Oh, man, look, that's why I don't follow them. I don't follow any. I've never been the type of person to look at somebody and say, they're an absolute hero. My closest uh, person to being a hero uh, in in life is Martin Luther King Jr., right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even MLK uh, did things outside of his marriage, mm-hmm. right? And what and it's not to judge him because I don't judge people what they what they do in that regard. Mm-hmm. It it brought up to me and it proved a, a good point to me as a young man when I first heard people saying that mm-hmm. is that even people you have a high regard or respect for doesn't mean they don't deserve your respect because they still do phenomenal things. But you also can't say that there's a perfect person that you need to absolutely mirror yourself after, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm flawed. There are kids that I know look up to me. Uh, and I'll be the first one to tell them, don't look at me for perfection. Because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm nowhere close to it. Right. I'm not, I don't even want to, I'm not even in the arena of perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm outside mm-hmm. down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I'm, and if I can look at a man like MLK who did such awesome, great things, Malcolm X, and be like, yeah, but they're flawed human beings, um, then cool. So I'm dang sure not going to look at, you yeah. know, Will Smith or, you know, no. Tyler well, Perry it, or any of those people. These are human um, beings, man. Like, look, uh, Joe Rogan had the uh, two midgets that he stole from the McAfee dude. Well, I don't know. That's, supposedly that's not true, but. Okay. I don't know if you heard that story. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think I tell people Did you hear about that? Did you hear about that? Uh-uh. Yeah. 
The McAfee guy made up. I don't, I think it's all made up. The McAfee guy and Joe Rogan were cool. You know the guy from McAfee, the the antivirus software. Yeah, yeah, the antivirus. Yeah. Yeah, that guy and Joe Rogan were cool, and then they were not cool, and he made up this thing where he said Joe Rogan stole these two midgets, these uh, midget, like, sex escorts or something like that from him or whatever. And and, and that's probably not true. That a lot of stuff, like, we're human beings. <laughs> you know, a lot of this stuff happens to us because we're human beings. If we're striving to be better, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard than we hold other people to. We don't have to be perfect, but we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard than the one that we hold other people to. Agreed. You know, so, but yeah, it's, you know, most of, most of this man is that, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be able to like talk to you, talk about it, have people see the, you know, the way that we think about it or we come at things from different ways. And sometimes that just works it out, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if those dudes will be able to sit down and work their stuff out. I think, like you said, that was poignant. Will Smith has a lot of problems. He has a lot of stuff that he needs to work out. Uh, mark, mark your words, Hank. Chris Rock is going to interview Will Smith about this. Really? Watch. Uh-oh. It's going to be TV predictions. Goals. We'll be right back. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. Okay, Kevin Dixie making predictions. I'm not even going to argue that one. Because mm-hmm. think about how much money that's going to break. Come on, man. Can you yeah. imagine what the network will pay them to have a conversation? And I can definitely see it being, it might be a moderator in there somewhere, but I can definitely see Chris Rock yeah. asking Will what he believes led up to it, why his frustration was, well, it would be TV GOAT. Who would, everyone I think it. that, I think we're more likely, I think I agree with you, but we're more likely to see Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith talk about it. I don't think they have any respect for Chris Rock. I almost, like, I told Lola that he walked up to Chris Rock and hit him, like, almost like he's done something sexually with Chris Rock in the past. Well, the way I that he did that, that was like he just totally punked the living daylights out of him. And a man doesn't do that to another man, even if you think that man is soft. You don't do that unless you have like that little respect for the. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It was almost Absolutely. like your girl, like you're with your wife and your girlfriend is out here, but she's talking crazy. Mm-hmm. And so you do something crazy to make her chill out because it was so such a weird situation of what happened that I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying, I don't want to say that you're wrong, because later on, I don't want you to sit up here with a smug face. Because <laughs> I know you. I know you. You're going to be very yeah, smug about it. Do it. Like, mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you're going to be very smug about it. But I think we're mo- more likely to see uh, Jada Pinkett and Will Smith doing it. And I think oh, obviously... they're definitely going to talk about it. If yeah. they don't invite Chris Rock to the red table, because see, here's the thing. I wouldn't do it, that. It, it's <laughs> I wouldn't be go. the balance of, of PR for Will, mm-hmm. right? Because to get Chris in a room softens his PR blow. Well, he may lose that Oscar that, you know, if it means anything. Yeah, they're thinking, they think. probably, they, they might or may not take it from yeah. him. Uh, that, that'll be yeah. uh, left up to see. I do think it's going to be, yeah. it's interesting 
which I call this anyway, because I remember watching Chris Rock and Kevin Hart are about to do a tour together. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, those tickets just skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. And Chris I, Rock, Chris yeah. Rock's, uh, he went up. He went up. Yep. Yeah, Will yep. Smith went down. Yep. And if you're wondering why we're talking about all this, I think at the end of the day, how it really, like, I don't know. This podcast is not just about guns to me, right? But, yeah. you know, as you, like, look, here's what I picture, Kevin. M- my kids might see this in the future. They don't really look at this, right? But this is a thing I'm creating that's going to live out there. Your kids might look at this in the future. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to I'm trying to help people to think about things. That's what guns are. You know, they're tools. And we need to... It's, it's our perspective in life and how we think about things and how we approach things. And what we're prepared for before it happens, you know, and how we deal with situations that makes us powerful. That either destroys a civilization or lifts up a civilization and makes people better. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the lofty goal of what I'm doing. <laughs> ain't wrong with it, bro. Other than that, we're making people burn two hours <laughs> of their life. It's always an easy two hours. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. I I enjoy talking to you, you know, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Everything worked out like this because I don't think this could have been a better conversation um, without like your input on it, man. I you know, I I, re- I like. We could go on for several hours, and we've done it before. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and no one has seen it. So let me give you this opportunity, man, because I really, we didn't, you know, we got into stuff. Uh, what do you have going on? What do the folks need to know about out there that you have going on? How can they support you? All that kind of stuff. All right, well, uh, the biggest way of supporting right now is I'm going to ask you, if you don't follow me on Instagram and YouTube, please do that. The Real NOC. The Real NOC. Uh, you can also go ahead and subscribe to Stogies and Straps. And because I was on my self-care hiatus for a minute, um, things were paused. However, those things are going to be ramping back up late this week, early next week. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're in, did you say that pause? Did you say that pause because you said self-care? Was that? Like, I don't remember saying. Oh no, I said I took a pause. Oh, right. Because you right. said self-care, like you know, I don't right. know what self-care. Yeah. In this self-care situation, care. are you? Like taking care of oh, yourself. Oh no, that, oh, that, that would be. Weird. But no, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> um, if you're right. in the freedom community whatsoever, manufacturer, uh, influencer, instructor, whatever, uh, I want you to take a look at Train and Learn. You can find that on NorthernChoice.com. Look at Train and Learn. That's Memorial Day weekend. It's three days of professional development where we talk about business practices. We get on the range. We learn things together. You learn things how like network. We do a lot of cool stuff at Train and Learn. Uh, you get three, uh, you get three meals. We got gun giveaways. We got swag bags. You get the whole kin caboodle for just 350 bucks, which can also be financed four months interest free, but check out train to learn. You can find it at northernchoice.com forward slash train to learn. Um, and I'm going to ask everyone outside of that to be paying attention to the platforms because I am going to be asking for some support. Uh, we have just across a pretty big barrier. We're almost at the finish line to where we've actually uh, obtained our land to do our freedom project, uh, to, to move freedom forward in this country. Uh, cool. but we are going to have to hire a, a, a land use attorney uh, to make sure that we can get all the licenses and things uh, taken care of. Uh, myself and the, the two big contributors, uh, which I'll save for later that have went into this, have sunk uh, well over, uh, let's just say a lot of money, six figures each, um, into getting this thing going. And what I'm wanting, what I'm looking for uh, the regular American populace to do it's just help with that. So if we can get some money raised where I can um, hire an attorney to make sure we have our land permits, land use permits and things like that, that'd be great. 
you can do we do we need to uh, do we need to like do like some kind of special thing and figure out how to raise money for that? We should see what we can. You know, we oh, sh- we should see oh, what we yeah, can do to help yeah. help out. Like do a show. We didn't get to talk about this, and I definitely yeah. want you to tell the folks how they can help you with it. But maybe we need to like set up a special thing here so we can help get some money going for this. Oh yeah, I would greatly appreciate that. And I'm going to be looking for which we'll talk about because I'm going to be looking for a lot of uh, companies to get involved in it too. Uh, so I'll be asking my friends in the industry for contacts they know are into this kind of stuff. But uh, absolutely, yes. And uh, the way you can donate now is uh, GoFundMe.com forward slash aiming for the truth, because uh, this is going to be a community outreach uh, project that kind of uh, morphs Nora Choice and Guns with Aiming for the Truth all together. The project is a beautiful thing, uh, but we're going to we're going to need some assistance with it to make it happen. Um, and what else outside of that? Oh, if you're interested in training, which is another great way to support. Uh, you can go over to the website at noothechoice.com. We are all kind of awesome swag over there. Uh, Harry would have smacked the, the the sugar honey iced tea out of you. We have don't make me act uncivil about my civil rights. Don't mandate me to madness. All kind of new swag. Go check it out. Um, there's all kind of gear over there too, magazines, things like that. By the way, uh, Washington State, um, I believe it takes effect June 8th. Uh, they are going to pass their, uh, their magazine uh, limitation. So right now, if you use the code FWAS for uh, F, you know what that stands for, Washington uh, Senate, <laughs> who is I picked on. So right. FWAS, you actually get, uh, I can't say what the price is, but you're going to get uh, mag tool PMAGs at a really, really awesome price. So that's our way of, uh, of flooding that state with their freedom tools they need before the law takes effect. Um, and other than that, uh, tune in. I know I got a lot of, oh, training. If you're in the Minnesota uh, area, I will be in Minnesota next month, end of the month in April, uh, doing a weekend of training. Then I'll be in uh, South Carolina. So Greensville, Charlotte, uh, I know that's North Carolina, but it's close. Uh, Even Atlanta, you know, that's only two hours away from Atlanta. Be looking forward to that. I'll be in Easley for another class, Easley, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina Gun School. Uh, Then we have St. Louis. You're you're back up on deck, my hometown. Uh, Mid-August, you're on deck. And we also have, um, there's another state in there somewhere. Uh, all kind of other travel dates and things of that nature, including what we have going on in the Atlanta area. Uh, once again, you can find that at noothechoice.com. And I believe yeah. that is LOL Ribbit, I think I'm saying that right, says, how do I donate? So hit us with the donate thing again. Uh, it is gofundme.com forward slash aiming for the truth. There you go. All right. Thanks a lot. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in the end, and then Kevin Dixie is going to hit us with some words of wisdom here. Get some final ones in. I think you guys got a lot in this one, but get some final ones in. Are you? Uh, when are you going live on Instagram? Um, I should be back active uh, by Friday. By Friday. Okay. So look out on Friday. It's Kevin on Instagram. What time, Kevin? Uh, normally 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, Eastern 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, there you go. All right, so let me run in the end here. Big thanks to everyone. I think we are back tomorrow, so uh, be here for that. I will uh, run in the end and come right back here. And, um, you know, Kevin Dixie's going to drop words of wisdom. All right, guys, thanks so much. Make sure you, uh, you know, you hit the arrow up on this and share this if you can. We appreciate that. We rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes, Podbean, um, you know, just any place. It's on Audible for all, for that matter. Any place that you can get audio podcasts, you can find us. Big shout out to the guys from Firearms Radio Network. Kevin Dixie, words of wisdom, sir. Take time for yourself. A lot of times we do things like we pour into our families, we pour into our coworkers, we pour into our peers, we pour into our friends. 
a lot of times we give of ourselves because we want to leave a positive mark on the world and show other people that we're actually invested in them. However, don't divest in yourself. Uh, take time, breathe, meditate, find something you enjoy doing. Do something to replenish you for you can keep pouring into other people. Uh, if you deprive yourself of love, of joy, of energy, of sustainability, then you're going to be no good to anybody else. You go from being a blessing to being an anchor. So please take time to take care of yourself, love yourself. And that means mentally and physically. And just try to be a good steward of other people. Uh, but always remember that it requires a healthy you for you to be good to others. All right. Well said. Thanks, Kevin. All right, guys, we will see you next time on this one. Big thanks to Kevin Dixie. No other choice for joining us here. And uh, hold on a second. I got to make sure. Kevin, I got to make sure I'm doing this right.